and welcome back to the only show that breaks down, cracks up, skews, and reviews each week's DC Comics. I'm the child minder himself, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Werner. And this is the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast, episode number 429. Oh, the child minder you are indeed. Everybody welcome all you weirdos to the podcast here, 429. It's an odd number. I knew uh, afterwards, I wasn't even thinking about it in the TGIF podcast where afterwards, oh darn it, it's now going to be an odd number. For this week so here we go but we ended up talking about dark crisis on that thank god it's friday podcast if you haven't listened to that yet i would suggest going on over there to listen then when you're done please go to the twitters and follow us at weird science dc go to our website weird science dc comics.com where you can get reviews from most or all of these books that we have here on the podcast and then now last but not least go to our patreon Patreon.com slash Weird Science, where you can give a ton of shows, including our weekly spotlight, which we ended up having Multiversity, Teen Justice, number one, and Poison Ivy, number one. Two number ones picked by the badasses, the Get Fresh crew. <laughs> and yeah, me and Eric got to talk about those. Me and him were looking forward to Multiversity, Teen Justice. And then we kind of wanted a little more. But you'd have to go and listen to that there. We have plenty of books, though to listen to on this here show so we're not going to waste too much time here in this intro but before we go off to the books we do have to give a shout out and a roll call to those badasses of the get fresh crew beep, boop, boop. Boop. and here it is eric ah we are lightning quick this week get i have to get to these books i love every one of them so much here yeah, are yeah, the yeah, badasses yeah. jeffrey greeks Stephen, Bat Dad Mitchell, The Annihilator, Ted Probst, I Love Punchline, Stork, Michael S., Forrest Polly, Cam, Joseph Wadsick, Matt Razor, D-Man 3000, Lady Abby, and Lord Andy, Red, Matches Balone, Niels T-Wart, he's in Cuddle Camp, I'm sure he is, he's David not. Fink, Joey Barakosko, he was talking about German snacks, though, on, on the Slack, Stephen Bounds, Jason camp. Colby, Sue 42 to you and me, it is to me, Michael G., Ken Halleck, Comic Boom, Rock A from the Comic Boom YouTube channel. Cellar Dweller, what's that guy doing? Mark Jager has been in London town for a couple weeks now. Aldrin Stoja, Nick Adams, Bill Beer, The Bat Pod, Ruben, Carlos, No Wolf Marv, Luke Hollywood's on holiday. Two weeks this guy goes. The Rockefeller, Simon, Luis, Manship, Andrew and Belfast, who sent me a tweet about some serials that look like nonsense. Swanee, Anthony G, Josh Vermillion, my man Pete from NYC, Batman Beyond Mark, our man Rob Lewis, Brandy Murray up there in Buffalo, and Double Aaron doxing his ass in Minnesota. And all-time You're great... telling everybody where everybody is. What are you talking about? Reginald! <laughs> hey, I was pretty good with the timing there. But yeah, we have a bunch of books. Actually, a plethora. We have six. <sighs> as I've been told, and we're going to get to those in a second. Now, one of the things that I will bring up here, just so you can make fun of me from here on out, is if uh, people who ended up people end up who uh, record some things with me on the uh, Patreon will know this, because there's been a bunch of times in the past couple of weeks that I had to kind of cut out or, or rearrange things because I had doctor's appointments, and I've had a ton. And I had I have two problems that were going on. One it's still kind of going. They're trying to figure out, I may have something wrong with my kidneys, Eric. That's an aside. You're not going to make fun of me about that, I hope. No, but no. Other than that, I thought, and this is, you know, I can laugh about it now, I guess, but there was a good chance, it seemed, that I had testicular cancer. And so is they were really doing a, a good chance when you put it off for a year when you think you have a problem? Well, that's just me putting it off. But once I went, I went through a bunch of different 
people saying, oh, my God. I mean, my doctor, I went to my doctor first. He said, I think there's a lump. There's not a lump, Eric. There is an extra testicle in there. And he ended up saying, he's like, oh, my God, we got to get this checked, all this. And I ended up having a scan. Then I had to go to another place. But then I was told I had to go to the emergency room. And I ended up freaking out. And when I went there, the doctor was like caressing, lovingly caressing my no, testicle. Doctor's doing and the job. he realized <laughs> what they found out then. They did some sort of scan with some light and things. I don't know. It's called an but they found out no. that I have what is called, and it's funny what it's called because it doesn't spell it out that way, but it's called a hydro seal. Yes. And what it is is a extra like big bag of it's a fluid problem. in there. Yeah, it's that's your baby the ball problem. So with that, if if anybody had noticed, even on the, the Marvel podcast or things like that, I hadn't been in a great mood this week. I don't know. Maybe people wouldn't notice I anyway. I think you've got ball week, honestly. Well, no, this was me being worried. I actually thought I was done. And then with that, Tanya was being so nice to me. The minute that she found out there was nothing wrong, she started being mean again. But yeah, this is a problem that most babies get. <laughs> babies, babies get it, and they can get sure rid do. of it by themselves. No. I'm gonna have to. I have to go for surgery. That's my You're not big as thing good now. As baby, I got you. I mean, your baby private parts are not baby. as good as other baby private parts. But yeah. So with that, uh, you know, I apologize to a, a lot of the people that I ended up again. I had to reschedule some things because I kept getting word. Oh, I have to go here, and then I have to go there. But yeah, I'm in a better mood now that I just have some babies get. But yeah, I still have to get like ball surgery. Uh, they're going to uh-huh. figure that out on Monday. Could have taken care of it last year, but whatever. Yeah. Well, the problem is, is it doesn't really do anything different. I would have had that last year as well. They, they end up where I don't know how it happened. Somehow I had some trauma, some drama and some trauma. But I don't remember that happening. Because you but put it off for so long. Maybe if you would have had a problem and you checked it out. At the Nobody time, ever like, kicked oh, me in the balls. I remember me getting hit in the balls. I just think I have issues. But. Yeah, yeah, I noticed it before, Little and it freaked, me out. it freaked me out the first time. I, I didn't want to touch it again, so I was like, screw that. See you right? next year, testicles. The best is when they were doing the test, and then he ends up, the doctor said, does it hurt when you pee? And I said, no, no. And he said, does it hurt when you ejaculate? And I said, I don't remember. Boom, Eric, yeah. And then we both looked at Tanya and frowned. Wow. <laughs> and then I thought... Maybe the doctor could give me a solid. Maybe a doctor could give any older gentleman a solid and anything you go in. Oh, I think I have a, you know, something wrong with my tonsils. Yup. Sex would help that out. Just give us a little, you know, solid for the dudes. But with all of that, just a little aside to let everybody know why I was in a bad mood and why I'll be so happy tonight. Just like the idea that you're given an excuse for a bad mood when you're in a bad mood, like, like 85% no, am, of the time. This was more, I'm telling you, some people might be like, oh, I could tell it, like more depressed than actual angry or whatever. Like when you but, go on the show and maybe like 60% of the time and tell people how depressed you are. Yeah, at the books. I was more depressed at my balls, Eric. I thought <laughs> at one point I thought I had three testicles and then uh-huh. I looked that for an up, entire like, year. I got you. No, I'm telling you, I thought maybe I just never touched my balls and I always had that and they kind of neglected that. And That's then I the looked stupidest it up. thing I've ever heard in my there life. I can't the, believe you it, actually it thought possible. that. It is possible. It is. But well, I was hoping when Wash you end yourself, up thinking that sake. you have a tumor, you end up thinking some crazy things and hope. But. And it's funny because one of the you signs me to grow of it, up all the time, you're playing pretend with yourself for an entire no, year. A lot of Maybe people I've do. always had three balls. Why do, you think, why do you think they beg people to go and get all these tests later in life? Because people want to pretend shit. They don't want to. Again, they, pretend they, the idea like you ignore. Maybe not pretend like come up with ideas like I have always had this vestigial twin in my ball. But then sack. I was like, oh, it's weird. And it's getting heavy. It feels like a bowling ball down there. I'm like walking around. And it's not getting up. up it's Jim. like one of the side. And actually, I'm walking down there. Why are you leaving? 
leaning to the right, sir. I'm like, I don't know. I have a bowling ball in my scrotum, but yeah, so I'm in a better mood now. Now I know that, you know, now I could just be miserable now about regular things. Now I just have toddler things. problems. Fine. Yeah, yeah, I have toddler problems. I mean, I, I had toddler problems before when I had to, you know, go to the baby gap for my outfit for Rafe's graduation. Ooh, someone's which I had to this be a week. big boy. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, we had a graduation this week as well. So there was some crazy stuff, but that's a little aside. COVID but we're gonna, spreading everywhere. Oh, my God. Yeah, I didn't see any, any mask going on at, at that deal and people sweating all over me, just, you know, all over me. <laughs> but with all that, we have, like I said, six books, some big ones, too. Uh, but we will now go off to those. <laughs> song for you Cause now you're a part of the Get Fresh crew oh, oh. We'll have some fun now with me and Eric Shay Reading all these comics Don't let Jess hear what we say How dare you Segregation, Reggie And here we are, Eric, for the beginning Hooray. of the books uh, there. I was going to put that as the main theme, but I thought it would confuse Can you. Can we still when, play when with that in. anymore? Well, it would confuse me because I have no idea when it ends. Yeah, well, that's why I did it. I'm, I'm okay with Fat Out. It's just, you know, maybe the creator is bad, but with all, right, all of that. We're separating artists from the art. I got well, you. Well, there you go. And with all of that going on, there's I'm a lot of him, like, Damn, I love Fat Albert. Like, can, I, can I still love Fat Albert? Is that okay? You can if it's me singing it and all that. Did you like my beginning with the I hey, did. hey, hey? <laughs> that took me like a day. Just to say, hey, hey, hey. It's, you are kind of science. Oh, I was changing. It's funny. I was changing pitch. And, and then I just decided to I do just it just normal. You get, you're, I'm a perfectionist. Here is like, hey, 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 shit. I fucked it up. Um, okay. Yeah, hey. I'm like, hey, 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 hey. I'm like, what am I, Dwayne? <laughs> what is this? What's happening? Uh, yes, but hey, everybody. We have some books here and we have what is pretty much a Batman type section to start things off with if you want to see reviews Batman of these type. books. Yeah, type. I mean, it's it's not Bruce it's Wayne Batman. Batman throughout, but it is Batman. Uh, and you could go to the website, weirdsciencedccomics.com, to read reviews of all of these, including this first book that we're going to do, Eric. This is the end of an era. The end of a run of Batman. Oh, my goodness well, gracious. Well, maybe the beginning now, of something better. Well, next, next month, we'll get so to something maybe better. Now, with that, I did put in my notes here, my minimal notes, that the books that we're going to talk about in this podcast here tonight got almost a combined, I think it was a combined almost 19, 10 out of 10. So just so I was excited. These must be really great books if that's how much people love what, them. You know? And then I ended up like, nope, that's not the case. But we, like I said, we'll start with Batman number 124, written by Joshua Williamson, with art by Howard Porter, Jorge Fornes, Tome Moray, and Clayton Cowles, and a backup, a Poison Ivy backup, written by G. Will Wilson with art by Danny Trishmolville and Hassan Atsamane Al-Hua'o on the should have been a part of the main Poison Told Ivy you. run because it feels really important to that story. But I think as you know, we read the Poison Ivy for the spotlight on Thursday night. I hadn't read Batman yet, so I didn't get the idea of what that had like in the backup of here has leading into that and the importance of it. But 
It feels really weird to be in a one-shot backup of the last issue of Joshua. Especially Williams in Batman. the same same week. Yeah. So why not just put it in? That should have been part of the Poison Ivy book. And maybe give Joshua Williamson a couple more pages to tell a damn story. Well, if I can put it out in a goddamn free comic book day or something. I really think, month. yeah. I really think that the deal here, maybe, and this is probably not the case, but in my mind, this is how it felt, is that Joshua Williamson had nothing to write about then his run. When you end a run, you should be able to at least have a victory lap. Like, and that drives us nuts sometimes, but he has nothing to grab onto, nothing at all. So when he tells the story, maybe he didn't come up with all enough right, pages. Everybody, you want some more abyss? <laughs> no. Yeah, I put as my header a miss, Eric. Oh my uh. goodness, I was on point there. But maybe they're like, well, I don't have enough pages. Can we get something? Well, let's grab the first five pages of the Poison Ivy book. Because when we did, and this was on our Patreon spotlight when we talked about Poison Ivy, and I said to you, did you read the backup? Now, that is no shade. You don't have to, and there's no mention. So with that, how so are people supposed to know? I want to read a Batman backup for Poison Ivy number one. Exactly. It's a number one, but yet you had a backup. And not that it's it's not necessary, but it kind of is and really elevates it. If it, you it feels are very invested important. in the Poison Ivy series, you should definitely read the backup to this issue's you, Batman You really first. should. Yeah, and, and they really, that's one of the things. Yeah, put it in a backup here. Really, they should have put that back I up felt for like free this did more on the, for app. the story than the actual first issue did. Well, and I didn't really like the actual issue as much as you did, but I did tell you I really liked the backup. And so going in, it kind of threw me off a little whatnot, but it really sets things up with the gardener. It shows her anger. It explains it shows what's her going losing on. Connection going from green to freaking like Caucasian skin color to what she's actually doing with this freaking Lamia fungus, but like poisoning how she's going from pretty much everything that the first issue should have set up. We're doing in a backup. And with that, just take notice. We're ending a run of Batman, and we're talking about the backup that's Poison right, Ivy. fuck this Batman issue. What are we doing with this Batman issue? Because the Poison Ivy backup is the best part about this issue. Let's go back to Bad Nisia, because I heard that, you know, Abyss is still out and about, even though we thought we took them down, but they might have gotten away. Oh, it's Detective Kahi. I'm like, oh, looks like you're the Abyss now. Let me teach you about why <laughs> oh it's goodness. not okay to kill. Yeah. So with that, all that you just said, that's what we get. Now, it, it doesn't make sense in the story that progressed up to this point, number one, but also... It just shows you, and I see people saying, it's such a shame, Joshua Williamson, this was such a great run. Really? Because what you ended up having now- the five issues? <laughs> you can say part of it gets taken over by the Shadow War. So that's one thing, but- Oh yeah, for some reason, Mike, for some reason, I guess it is more than five issues, but I don't take the Shadow War into consideration. But think of this, when you go and think about the run, I do think people will take Shadow War out of that. I did. <laughs> I just had it for the last month. I know most people do. So you would end up having that as a separate thing for that story. So what you're really going to have as his run of Batman Badnesia. is one story that really sucked. It was nothing. This will, this run what will are you be talking forgotten. about? That story is going into a freaking spinoff with Batman Incorporated this fall. I, I think that they have Tynan on the mind. They think that anybody on Batman comes up with characters or other things. And, oh, my God, we got to have this, that, and the other thing. Nonsense. So when you end up, Josh Williamson, hey, you're going to end your run. And I think, and here's a, a step aside moment a bit. I think that his run was the, oh my God, Tynan didn't sign the contract. We're screwed. Who are we going to get? Hey, Joshua, will you mind writing a quick, you know, little arc or whatnot, maybe tie into your shadow or before we can get somebody else to go on? I do think that that's what it was. Doesn't mean that the story was good, though. This story, 
of Abyss and Badnesia. When you get into this, Lex Luthor's Batman Incorporated as a whole. He has nothing to write about because really, this should be a Batman Incorporated. You set up Batman Incorporated to specifically go after this exact type of threat. But yeah, Batman go because Joshua Williamson knows that it's not really Abyss. That is Kahab. That's personal. So send Batman in. He's already there. But even to start with, where you have a, a couple and they're coming out or at least passing the mark of you mean Zorro. the hipster Thomas Wayne of Badnesia? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> really. It's Thomas Wayne-nesia. I'm telling you, you see this couple walk out and go down a black, dark guy, but when you have the hipster goatee, you know, like, like long hair, but, you know, with the fedora and the long, like, you know, like formal kind of coat coming out here. And I just, when I see it, though, it's like, come on, baby, ain't nobody going to hurt us down here. You dig because of this. He's out of here. He's Splitsville. And that's what it looks like to me. And that's how I hear him talking when they're doing this. But ultimately, it's just, hey, you remember that, you know, how the, the Waynes were killed down a dark alley? Well, guess <laughs> oh, what? Oh, no, I don't, Eric. Tell me. Here's Abyss. And then she's going to threaten this person because she's going to find out. And I say she this because we have to get to the point where we discover, oh, my God, Detective Keha has taken on the, the persona of Abyss so she can find out who kidnapped her parents all of them decades ago. All of that, first off, also looks like the Phantasm, as Abyss kind of always has. But when you end up having this, what happens in that alley? Because it certainly looks like there's murder going on in that alleyway it's just also, dropping pearls well there's an ah uh, i see maybe some blood splatter but a lot of red and running but what is and we know it's Keha. what is Keha doing here because she says later and very i'm saying later it's very quick there's really nothing set up here of any mystery you end up oh my god abyss and a panel later it's me so you end up where she says that she's putting the screws, tightening the screws on some really bad people to find out who was the hitman uh, that kidnapped. I love the idea of a hitman kidnapping. No, 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 Keha. You should really realize your parents are dead. Well, the thing but- is, she was a child she never grew out of because that really stunted her growth. You know, the hitman who kidnapped my parents because you know they're still alive because I still have hope. Yeah, they're dead, Keha. So what is she doing in this alley? Because all you're doing, Joshua Williamson is trying to play up the, oh, my God, Abyss is still around. So you get not really a scene. You don't know what happens. It looks like there's murder, but there probably isn't. She says later that she's threatening some bad people. I scared all the right people, and now I have the identity of the hitman who kidnapped my parents. It I'm going like to where he's been hiding. Hipster couples. Only they know. Well, I say hipster, but it's like a beatnik couple for whatever reason. Why are you going so far to have them wear the mark of Zorro? Playing at the th- oh, let's take a because all we have to do. That's the whole thing. Is this entire issue is Batman showing up, and the idea is like. I'm going to find the person who ki- who kidnapped my parents. And when I find out who they are or, or that they killed my parents, I'm going to kill them. Are you here to stop me, Batman? I'm not here to do anything. And it's ultimately just playing on the idea of Batman Incorporated with what we did here with what you know of Batman already. We have to have the couple go down crime alley. We have the fucking pearls dropping. And we have the idea of the person trying to make themselves into a, like a uh, s- symbol of fear to get to the person who like you know destroyed their life. And then the idea like, well, are you going to become the person who crosses the line or are you going to be like Batman and decides I don't need to be like the people who killed my parents. I need to be better and stuff like that. It is just the idea of playing off the Batman mythos in an entire issue, which doesn't go anywhere because it plays out exactly how you expect it to play out with things you already know. And with that going in this, you end up having Batman where, you know, Barbara Oracle calls and says, hey, Batman, uh, there's mention. I, I love there's mention. It's like all over the news. Abyss is back in town. Doing something, should I call Did Batman Incorporated? No. I, oh, yeah, you're already in Badnesia. 
which completely goes against why he made Batman Incorporated. I wish that what happened here was, I mean, just a little simple little twist. I tried to call Batman Incorporated, but that damn ghostmaker, he didn't answer. So you're going to have to take care of this. And he then he ghosted goes. me. Yeah, really. And so with that, somebody has also, uh-huh. think of this, yeah, really, has burnt down the LexCorp building. And all this going on seems like, again, Batman just shows up and like, oh, I don't know what's going on. I know. And then it's just revealed. Nothing really happens here. I wish maybe we had a little more room. So Batman thinks it's abyss and goes and tries well, to figure it out. Even when the idea when Batman is talking to Detective Keha about what she's going to do and how like they're going down a, like a, a parallel way of like, you know, how they became who they are now. But like, you know, when I trained to become the Batman and then I found out the man who killed my parents, he turned himself in like when I was out there training. So when I got back, I wanted to find it. Like, I wanted to see this guy. So we go through the story of Batman sneaking into prison, putting on a, like a guard's costume or a costume, but like a, um, a uniform. uniform. And then going up and he's thinking, what am I going to do when I see this Joe Chill for the first time? And I'll be like, I chose not to be him. I'm like, cool, cool, Batman. I know. It's it's a good thing that you're telling everybody how you don't kill people. What I think he should be investigating is who keeps buying him the dude cap. Because, you know, as a little kid, Joe Chill comes to the alley, has the dude cap, and now in prison still has maybe the same dude cap. I don't know, Eric, but that's been years. He's just got a funny shaped head because you never see it in the cell because of the shadows. You see the shadow. He's wearing it, but it's kind of goofy. He's got a weird shaped head. You You never knew that. If you had more room, maybe you could have something with this. If it was later on, maybe, you know, down the road, all of a sudden, oh, my God, Abyss is back and Batman's on the case. Because one of the things that I think would have been cool is Batman trying to figure out if this really is Abyss and maybe noticing Keha, who I'm not saying, you know, isn't enhanced by the suit, maybe, but is now just, uh, you know, rootin' tootin' superheroing around when she wasn't that. Like, I don't know what Abyss's powers were, no, except we for don't. had this weird alien symbiote thing that made your eyes turn black. I don't know. So now she's going around, jumping around like she's Nightwing. But we never saw that. Never would have thought that that was no, the Chaos case. instantly Huntress in this costume. Yeah, that's what it is. And it it's too... Quick! If you would have had and this, and it would have been she something. It's just Huntress. It feels like here, you know, and that's all she is. It, it would have been a cool idea a year from now, where we kind of forget about K, huh? We kind of, oh my god, Abyss is back. I didn't need a year. You could at least see, though. All I needed was a shadow war. You could at least say that she had time to train, that she ended up being inspired by Batman, maybe thinking she's doing exactly what Batman would have done. Then you really could have Batman. No, no, no. That's it. like you don't even get that angle because she doesn't know. She what had Batman a hot weekend. Did, right. Yeah. Hot weekend. Batman left. I put on Abyss's clothes. I struck fear into the heart of Badnesia. It would have been a, it, back. It would have been a cool play here. And they tried to do it. Josh Williamson tries to do it. He can't do it because of the quickness of it. But you ended up having Lex start the Batman Inc. of Lex. You know, hey, Abyss is my version of a Batman. That didn't work out well. It, it didn't. Wasn't great. Well, then later on. Didn't seem like any of them turned out great. Keha then tries to say, well, I'm going to do it the right way, but still gets it wrong because she thinks that she should end up murdering the person who murdered her, her family. And then, then Batman can come and say, and you'd have some connection there, maybe even a little detective work. But he chases her down for a second. She pulls the, it's me. I just want to tell you, I'm using fear to try to get people to tell me, and I'm just about to find the guy who killed my parents, well, kidnapped my parents, and I'm going to go and I'm going to kill them, and I need your help, though, because there's going to be a lot of ninjas there, so let's go. And they go, and like you said, Batman then ends up telling his story that we all know. You end up where they're fighting these guys, and K-Hog gets to the guy, and at least she has closure by the end. They reveal where the grave was, but... 
she's going to kill him. Batman doesn't even say he's just standing there. Are you going to stop me? Because well, I'm going to do it. You even stop that, me? because when Keha has this guy by the throat and has her claws out, like she's just going to go and sl- like cut his throat out with the claws of a best right now. Meow. It is that was just my page. Meow. It, it was just page after page of, yeah. so you're going to stop me, right? Because <laughs> I'm going to do it. You're going to stop me, right? I'm like, we actually spent a couple pages with her just you know waiting for Batman to stop her and Batman doing dick about it. And I'm like, why? Why did we do this? Because I don't understand, like, even the, when at the end, like, would Batman have stopped it? Like, I, it just feels like a weird situation that you don't need to put somebody into, like, into the situation for no reason at all. And even that, you you have that play, and it just, it kind of made me roll my eyes each time. With this hitman, that kidnapped hitman, don't come on now. And then she has the mind of a child. She goes Jim. up and says, and again, this would be something that might really put it on the line of is she going to do it or not? When she says, "Where are June and Joy Keha?" And this hitman says, I don't know who the hell you're talking about. No, this guy knows. Oh, them? Yeah, that was decades ago. It should have been, I don't know who you're talking about. They must have been like, what? They're nothing to you? And then now you really have the chance that she might kill. And so she doesn't, though, anyway. And then this guy just, I'll tell you everything. Get that abyss away from me. And with that, it ends where even the idea that she burnt down an entire Lexcore tower. That's fine. Everybody wants to do that. She stole, but again, this is, I'm talking about in the town. It seems like at this is case closed, and luckily we probably won't see Abyss again. It, they, nobody thinks anything of Abyss. And then she says, I grabbed Abyss's tech. And why didn't Batman go and check things out or whatnot? He's laying around. But yeah, she has it. She's going to kill this guy and doesn't. Word on the street that Abyss is back. All the police know it is case closed because those motherfuckers had a body. Well, I'm telling you, no. I'm saying the guy, as they take him away, he's yelling, take, take me away, keep me away from this Abyss. And okay, then they go, crazy. take him down, boys. But yeah, it's in the news that everybody's saying that Abyss is back. That's why it's it just... The whole People idea People going of this. around talking about Bigfoot's doing this, that, and the other thing. I think he kidnapped Elvis. I, I don't think that I've seen that actually on CNN or any of the major no, news networks that are reporting here. <laughs> uh, and the police kind of knowing. But also, just to get this, I think that this is like a week later. And this doesn't feel like it's that much longer since right they were there. So what is she there? Like like you said, a hot weekend. Oh, my God, a business back. Burned down the building. Oh, my goodness. But yeah, and then it just ends with electrical fire. Why didn't you kill, you know, that guy who did that thing to whatever you're talking? Because he's he's being very cryptic about it as well. Yeah. And uh, he doesn't want to say, "Oh yes, I'm Bruce Wayne." Yeah, I, I thought that at one point I was actually going to go back because I swore that he ended up revealing his identity to well, her. He had that we his were mask yelling. off, but he was going to keep himself in the shadows. Yeah, I, I think that I thought at one point that he ended up like stepping up and saying, "But maybe he didn't. Maybe we were just joking about it." But you know, he's going to go off and she says, why didn't you kill that? Or did you kill that guy? The guy who did that thing to you? And he says, no, I was in the darkness and I looked and I didn't like what I saw. What did you see, Batman? I saw myself. I'm like, all right, get out of town. This stinks. I am done with Badnesia. Let's yeah, leave now. Badnesia, done. And Josh Williamson, done. And I'll give the benefit of the doubt. He just has too much on his plate. And this was just something that he was given a, a you know, a solid to them to do. Let's get to Chip Zdarsky. Hopefully there's some, I, it better be more hard hitting than this. Cause this whole run, besides again, the shadow war, you can put aside with the shadow war, but this story, bad diesel, it's forgettable. Nobody's going to remember this. It's a blip on the Batman deal. Uh, but then you go to the G. Willow Wilson backup with Danny on art. And I'm not a big Danny fan. This actually plays out pretty good. I like it more than all the other Danny stuff. 
I was so mad reading this, though, looking at it, just because of the idea of I had already read the Poison Ivy number one, where you have Caucasian-looking skin on Poison Ivy. And here, when you have the green skin, I'm like, oh, they don't even have any continuity between this. But the whole thing is, you got to calm down, slow your roll sometimes, yeah, and just keep reading the goddamn issue. Because even the idea is her connection to the green is severed at this point in time for what's happened to her combining with her other Poison Ivy self. It's diminished her powers and her connection is fading. So as this goes on, she actually, you know, molts to a degree, peels off the green skin to find more of a Pamela Isley underneath. And I'm like, okay, that is done really well. Yep. Yep. I agree. And I, I told you when we were talking about it, I, I did think that it was a better, you know, story to start with and does mention some things when she is talking to the gardener and talking, I'm going to go back to him. I'm going to get my stuff. Oh, you can't. Jason for all the things he did. And if you know the new kind of, you know, background between the gardener and pamela it is jason woodruff so that's where i kept saying about that that's more intriguing than anything i got in that first issue but this was a pretty good backup and if you are enjoying or want to read the poison ivy book i do think you should read it i think you should read this backup that that's the best thing in this book the batman story was nothing that was just the idea that the way you're going to end your run is oh my god keha dresses up as abyss to try to find her parents this would have been a story that i would have you know, rolled my eyes in an annual whenever. And yet as a finale, it really shows you didn't have much during your run. But what would you give this overall? Because of the Poison Ivy backup, we're going to give this a 6.5 out of 10. But ultimately, I did not like this issue of Batman. I'm only here for the backup, which is a weird situation because why would you just be in a, for a Batman book for a weird Poison Ivy backup? But it does way more. Run, right? Ex- exactly. And it does way more for the Poison Ivy number one than this does as a Batman finale to Joshua Williamson's run because it pretty much just does a been there, done that situation with every fan who reads Batman knows about Batman, you have a new person taking on a Batman in kind of persona of Abyss. They have a similar like origin as Batman and why they don't kill it just doesn't do much as a, an original kind of story. But the Poison Ivy backup continues on with where we left off in the fear state and Poison Ivy, Pamela Isley's journey. So I like it a lot. Yeah, I, I started giggling. I gave it a 5.5, but I started giggling because also then Batman goes, hey, by the way, here's a card. Go join Batman. <laughs> I'm like, really? Like, that's what we're going to do you now. You earned it, kid. You didn't murder that guy. So if she goes off as Abyss to be in Batman Inc., does that mean that the real Abyss who got away and just ran off? Is that like done? It should just be Batwoman of Badnesia. You know how we do with all this stuff. With it. Like, If you ever Batman Inc., I'm like, oh, I'm the Batman of this. I'm the Batman of that. I think she's just going to be Abyss. I think she's going to be in that because Abyss already was the Batman of Badnesia, according to Black. Well, it's abysmal. So, well, I'm saying where is that other... That like, what happens with the the other Abyss who kind of got away and ran off? So I, I don't know. This is nonsense. But yeah, we didn't even mention that, that he says, hey, go join Batman Inc. Like, really? Everybody's joining up. I, I think I'm on Batman Inc. now if I wait no, like two no. days. Probably not. You got that toddler ball problems. You're not that getting to insurance. No, they said I'm a baller. Is what they said. They didn't say that. I'm like, let's have a ball, baby. I said, hey, I'll have three, it seems. Uh, You're gross. But I get, like I said, I give it a 5.5. Not impressed. And the backup is better, but for a finale and a Batman book and combined Batman for that nonsense. So let's get on to the next book, which has to be better, right, Aaron? It is Batman Killing Time number four, written <laughs> you didn't by answer Tom me, King. Aaron. With art by David Marquez, Alejandro Sanchez, and Clayton Callas. And for this issue, which, thankfully, it's almost over of Batman Kill Your Dime. We continue on with the story that is all over the place and how it wants to tell itself, going this, that way, and the other for timelines and time jumps and forwards and backwards and ups and downs. And for some reason, our entire issue, Batman just seems to fight fucking tigers. 
oh my. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, really? <laughs> I end up where this issue, I'm reading it. First off, I said I should be done. I calculate. Then I think I'll be done at this time. I you, tell you should you. really just whatever you calculate in the future, just give yourself an extra half an hour because you're always wrong. The problem is I started reading this and I just I had to restart it because I didn't even know what was going on. I was trying to figure some things out and whatnot, and it just was bad. And I thought in my mind reading this, can we please stop? With this, you know, lie that Tom King actually has some talent as a writer, I'm getting to the point where I think that he got lucky on a couple things. He also ends up having a mode that he writes with that is so ambiguous that you can, you know, insert yourself and say, oh, this is really good, but this is the crap that we get. Nonsense. And this was the book he said he's not going to do his nonsense. He's going to have this fun. Is this one. is going to be yeah. the fun book. And he can't help himself. He can't help himself of doing this stuff. And the funny thing about it is, People will end up applauding him to the nth degree for certain things. But then when shit like this comes out, they go silent. They're like, oh, well, you know, I don't really want I tell me about that because this book stinks. It's not good. The jumps are infuriating and to the point where you can't even keep track of some of the story at one point. And I think that a lot of people probably are like, yeah, that part doesn't matter. And it's just so over the top, the narration. Well, with the ideas, the idea that our, our freaking, our prize, that everybody wants to get their hands on the eye of Christ from his crucifixion for whatever reason, whether it means resurrection, freaking immortality, who knows what power it bestows upon its owner, even if it has any power whatsoever. But when you tie it into freaking ancient Greece and the ancient Olympian gods would agree and freaking madness taken over by a freaking uh, king's mother and stuff like that, and then go, to another thing where it's 500 years later about a play about the thing you just saw and how people are interpreting that i'm like what the hell are you I doing know, especially why? when you have batman who's your title character just battling lions until he's helped out what by is the batman freaking really help, doing and then teaming up with the help where we talk about the idea that apparently this new character the help he's bigger and better than batman and also he was originally rachel ghoul's number one pick to be his fucking protege and I'm just like, you're just saying things. You're you're not even telling me why the help is the best thing there ever is. He just shows up here two or four issues ago, three issues ago, whatever it was, and we're just told, oh yeah, he's he's the best. And also this issue, he's uh, he's better than Batman, and uh, he was also Rachel Gould. And also, if you didn't know, since last issue, Tom King decided that Batman also trained with Rachel Gould. That's important in the story too, for some reason. Yeah, which isn't true. But you end up with all this going on. You even just like you said, you start off with him. You know, fighting tigers and and talking to the tigers as he fights the tigers and having narration about him talking to the tigers while he's talking to the tigers, then calling what is probably Alfred at this point, because it's back in the day about having a problem with, oh, well, we have to get the tigers and we have to put them in cages because, you know, we protect the animals. Then the help comes cool. at one point cool when, the, when the help gets on the back of the motorcycle and they start driving off. I'm telling you, I'd hit a really tight curve. I'd throw him right the hell off and kill him. Uh, even then, when you're trying, you're, bad, you're trying to elevate the, uh, and that's why I'd win. You end up where you have that going on. Then, and everything is such a weird little time jump swerve, and all these things going on that this book always feels like you missed seven issues. You don't know what's going on. And even when you get the scene with Riddler, and they're there at the diner, very again almost Pulp Fiction esque at points. There, I thought somebody was going to call somebody Honey Bunny. And this talk, though, just keeps going and meandering and me- until 
Catwoman shows well, up. Even and that- when you have that situation, like I'm a guy who likes to curse. I am a sailor when it comes right down to it. But when you have when you have this character who is the buyer for the you know the Eye of Christ from Edward Nigma here, and she shows up, Nuri Espinosa to this diner, this Waffle House, and pretty much pays the manager $25,000 to get everybody out of here because we're going to have, you know, agents come in here. Yeah, and she's government like of, of some sort, she says. Well, that's so. the thing is, we had the buyer who previously was killed by the help because the help is going off on his own to get the Eye of Christ because even though he was hired by the Penguin to kill everybody, he is just off on his own now. The Penguin's going to have to go off and make sure that everybody kills, gets killed for, you know, betraying him a third time now. But the idea is that you have the, the U.S. government are the buyers of the Sigh of Christ, and Edward, Edward Nigma does not have it anymore with them, and he's going to be double-crossed by the government, and Catwoman is going to single-handedly take out all these government agents, and pretty much because just it's Tom King's fuck everybody Catwoman. else. Yeah. But she is cursing nonstop. It's and ridiculous. In a Black Label book, it's just like, you think you can just read it, but it's just wingdings nonstop. Like, you, if you have a, a word balloon... Half of that word balloon is just wingdings for the amount that this. Oh, I, I tweeted curses. out. I said this is, and I used the wingding. Uh, you know, annoying because when she shut, that doesn't give me character. That doesn't do anything but annoy me, especially when you said it's wingdings, and you end up it just throws you out of it. And she's there. I want this effing this and effing that. When you effing this and get me effing that, uh, whatever. What does that do? And there, there's a panel of just her on the phone cursing it up and yelling. Again, that doesn't show me that she's tough. That doesn't show me that she's whatever. It's just annoying. And especially the in a black lady in whip took her to a whole freaking mess of agents out. So she's not that tough. You can curse all you want. You're about to be taken down. And just even... like me. I'm a big guy. I like to curse. But boy, am I a kitty cat. And I was going to send you. I ended up getting a, a bit of that dialogue. And I was going to send them like, what is this? You on the podcast? And then I said, now I'm going <laughs> to tweet it. But you end up like, that's the setup again. A little bit of a clever thing there where she gets there earlier. And it and especially if this was just told without the ancient Greece, without the time jumps every page that end up throwing you off, because some of these are easy enough to I, realize. I, the thing is, I'm not even like paying attention to the timestamps anymore them because easy I, enough. I don't want to have to memorize each individual page and when it takes place in order to enjoy and understand a book. So when she goes, you can tell, okay, this was earlier. Yeah. And she goes in and says to the guy who's running this Waffle House, which should be a Waffle House, because at one point she even says, you're in, you want to leave this house, but this is actually like Waffle, something else, Waffle like the hut or something. But you end up where. Wow. She goes in. I forget what is, I was looking at. I swear. Yeah. So it's cosmopolitan waffles. It's worse than waffles. Rolls right off the tongue. Yeah. So, it, but she says at one point, you want to leave your house? It could have been good. Just waffle waffle house, right? So she goes in and says, I'm going to pay you and your staff all this money for you to get out of here for a little bit. And then she gets her. Hey, that's government the best part. I can imagine that's this pretty being the freaking manager of the waffle house. I'm going to pay you $25. It's $25,000. As the manager of waffle, I am pocketing that money and telling everybody, you are going home for the day we're shutting down. I'm not going to wing ding this. Just this is the last thing as she's talking. And it's the idea. She's going to offer this guy the money while she's also busy on the phone yelling at the guy. Yeah, 10 fucking minutes. What the fucking government do you think you work for? This isn't the fucking EU. This is a Tarantino movie. Like, yeah. And even then, like, this isn't the fucking EU. Like, what are you doing? You're part of the, it is. It's just him trying to do Quentin Tarantino time jumps. You have the help. But I'm not having fun in this like I do in a Tarantino it's movie. It's not. And and that's the thing. That's where I think that it, Tom King doesn't realize that the charm of a Quentin Tarantino movie is the idea that you're looking at real pieces of shit, but somehow you're drawn into their world. 
by the dialogue and they end up being more ordinary than what you would expect a no like a drug dealer or whatnot being and then you start to actually root for them but at the end you realize they're pieces of shit in this i just don't know what's going on i continue to enjoy tom king's depiction of the riddler here unlike anything he did in his regular batman run but when we have you know edward here talking to to the u.s agents like why is the letter F like death? Because without it, life is a lie. I'm like, that's clever. I enjoy that. I keep on talking, especially when, I, like, you know, Edward at this point in time is, is so angry at being double crossed by this thing and just continues on. I'm going to kill you. I'm like, yeah, All he's right, like, I'm going to kill you. There's no riddle there. Uh, so, yeah, so you end up where I like this page. I think it works out really well. And I continue to like the riddle, even yeah, I though like I don't like him double crossing the penguin in this because story. Because I think that you even go with Tom King playing up the trope joke of, you know, he has to get his dick prints and everything a little later as they're yelling at him. You always have to give the riddles. But he does. Uh, I know, but we all know that. And it's already been a joke on a very big thing. So I don't need him to repeat that. But even then, he's just doing this is just dialogue back and forth. Nothing is happening. Nothing at all is happening. You're waiting for Catwoman to get there and just beat the shit out of everyone. In the meantime, Honestly, Batman's fighting there like, Where tigers. Is Catwoman? Yeah. Batman's fighting tigers. Well, that's the thing is, I thought Catwoman was here with the tigers and had let the tigers go and she was still here while Batman's huh. at a freaking big cat sanctuary fighting tigers, but she's not there and they're still freaking like an hour or so away from the yeah. rendezvous of Catwoman and freaking uh Riddler, and I'm wondering I did I miss something? Why is this happening right now? And it feels so out of place for what Batman's been doing on the pursuit to get to Riddler and Catwoman to this point. Yeah. Then we go 3,000 years in the past <laughs> and see, oh my God, you Maybe killed you your do. son. I'm done with that. Right? You killed your son. Then you go and you spend a couple pages on the help, just talking because he's infatuated with this help character because it seems like people seem to love him and even he keeps elevating him. But hey, kid, I need a map. Yeah, well, you get a phone. I don't have a phone. I need a map. Yeah, you get a phone. All right, I'll get a phone, Dad. Thanks. I think this phone's great. Knows how to use the phone right away. Hey, all right, Google Maps. Boom, and he's gone. And I'm like, why the fuck did we do that? I, I just these pages and these things don't do anything. He now has a map to then go find Batman, where he then finds Batman while Batman's fighting tigers. And we keep jumping back and forth in time. Catwoman does show up then and ends up, you know, after. Riddler gets punched and slapped a couple of times. Catwoman shows up and kind of takes care of some things with this agent while you do end up having Batman kind of being saved by the help. And you have to have that deal where the help won't kill the tiger. He just knocks him out. But he definitely killed that kid. You have to mention that. Sure did. And then like, hey, you want to fight now, Batman? Or you want to fight after we get the eye? See, all, all of this is bullshit. I don't care about the help or Batman or their fucking racial goal background or the eye of Christ or just even at this point, Riddler and Catwoman going through the freaking the woes of trying to get the money for their goddamn like, you know, the ultimate score. All I care about at this point in time is fucking Oswald Coppelpot coming out of the freaking like, you know, the hospital, going to everybody he knows in Gotham City. To hire them for the hire their goons out because he's putting together an army because everybody who's crossed him in the last 72 hours is going to fucking pay and they're going to die. Okay, now this is something and seriously, I want to ask you because you've read comics most of your life. You said that, Eric. You you told me this, right? Uh, Riddler come with some sort of healing factor lately? Does he have a healing factor? And does the penguin? Every time, do they have Lazarus running in the deal? Yeah, what's going on? Do you remember when the freaking Joker shot his entire spine out? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They even mentioned it. He got shot in the chest, nothing. He gets shot in the gut, 
the day before and he's fine he's walking around the penguin like you said it's only been a bunch of hours he was beaten not only half to death but more in a but clever way rage. tom king says now he's just fine he just ah, he gets mad and gets out of the bed and starts you know getting a no 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 these people you know well, your i will tell you this we haven't off. seen him he's pulled he pulled the freaking breathing tube out of his mouth and went Rah! And besides for that scream, though, we haven't seen what he looks like or how beat up he is or how bad it is. We just know that he had to happen to be able to get himself to the end of a dock to talk to Harvey Dent while the Harvey is throwing a guy off the dock, giving him some men's shoes. He is never in good shape, Eric. I don't know about, but he was beaten more than half of his life. And yet he's like, eh, I'm getting out of here. I'm going to go and walk around. I'm going to do like this. The help has double crossed him, but I'm sure he has some other help to waddle his ass to the end of a fucking dock. I don't he know. It. He's kind of, he seems to have gotten to the end of that dock by himself. And I'm telling you, it's just going to be him. He'd probably have some bandages or something. Now, also, the other thing that got me was the help who ends up just being, you know, hired by the Penguin. Go kill everyone. I'm pissed off. He ends up going, finding out then, oh, my God, this eye. You know, I, I kind of like this. But in this one, really spells out that he's been obsessed with it for years and years so and years. Batman. Dreams about it every night. All these things going on. Is it just a coincidence that he showed up and that was what was going on here? Because it seems like more like he was on the trail, but he wasn't. And it just seems to be a coincidence. Oh, the oh, I was I've been obsessed with this for a while. I'm glad that I'm here. That kind of gets pushed aside to be the way of oh, Batman and him are always obsessed. Now well, we're it's a have- weird situation because Batman it was Batman's, and he put it away in a safety deposit box because I think it does get on top of you, even the thought of it. But once you can like you know separate yourself or this is all speculation on my part, but you know the help knew about the I seventy five years ago and stuff like that. Rachel Gould would eventually give it to Bruce Wayne, who locked it away. But even when the help is talking about it, it's like, it is an interesting journey. This, we walk lightly between the sovereign and the insane in the search of, what would you call it? And Batman says first, thinks for a second, then says, mine. So it's almost like freaking, it's like the, uh, the Lord of the Rings situation where you have the freaking, like, the ring and it is taking you over. But you had, you know, the help who has been obsessed with this for 70 some years and then just happens to stumble upon it here. Uh, just so to oh i've been obsessed with this and i'm gonna go and by the way batman i was gonna be like the original you know deal with race it's just too it's too much coincidence and too convenient at this point to and it's like tom king he pushes all that aside to be something more later but even then i just want to point out that the only thing we've seen with this eye it didn't work it didn't do anything it did nothing at all and that actually gets to me as well the idea that we're they're obsessed as if it is controlling them, but yet it didn't work or do anything. And maybe that's all anything. the power the eye has. It actually gets on top of you and makes you obsessed with it, almost like Lar Fleas. Yeah, I think at the end, it's just going to be just the fact Avarice. that you were given it and you just end up like, it was mine and, you know, I'm not going to let you have it or whatever. I don't know the idea of what this would be or whatnot. Maybe we'll get the help and Batman, they'll have to go to Mount Doom and throw the eye in. Damn, right. I don't know, but... Everything just is like random scenes. Is that like on Dinosaur Island? Yeah, intersected. <laughs> it's in uh, Gem World. Is, is it like Zandia, the supervillain nation? That would be great, yes. And so with that, you get, you know, these random scenes. Someone can be cool. Like you said, you like the Riddler stuff, but then that's interrupted that's with like going back to I like a page. ancient Greece. 
Then you're going to do this. Now we're a couple of years ahead, probably in Rome, doing a play about what happened. That was like 500 years in the future. Yeah. So then we end up, you know, in this part. But even in the present, we're jumping back and forth. I'm saying at that point in time, I'm trying to remember how it works out because we're still like 2000 years away from Christ being born, I think, at that point in time or however it works. I don't don't know know how it works into what we're actually dealing with, with the relic that our heroes are going after. Maybe it's not what they think. It's an evil eye, Eric. I don't know. It's an evil eye. Well, if it's the eye of Jesus, I mean, it's what it is. But you end if, up if people where, are dying. It's an evil eye. Yeah, I'm saying though, the the person died. That the guy who died because the eye just died because he wouldn't leave that grave. He ended up dying because he just didn't go off and eat because he wanted to wait for his sister to you know get up. And th- these people die, and they're just assholes. But now going back to that first issue though, did did, uh, the, did the help kill Killer Croc's girlfriend? Yeah, I don't even remember. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, it, all these things and just again, run together And again, Killer now. Croc was a part of that, so does the help technically still have to go and kill Killer Croc in prison? I don't know. I, I'm thinking that Tom King probably forgot about but that. But also, Wait. the help doesn't care about doing that anymore. He just wants the eye for himself. Well, and he likes to kill kids for their phones. And and so then you well, get who doesn't? the penguin. Especially when they're rude to you. You know, walk, walk, the penguin comes out, and he needs to get some goons to take care of the goons that didn't all do the, the goons. goons and all the goons. And he ends up getting Harvey, and there you you have these things going on. I will pay you a bunch of money, Harvey. Give me all your goons for one goddamn day. All the money you want. It's just. And we have a lot mean- of friends and they have a lot of goons. And I'm making the rounds. In the meantime, we have two issues left. And we've even, you know, kind of pushed aside that the government is after this. And now they're screwed over. So they're pissed. And there's just going to be a huge shootout. And I just don't know that the you know, the background and all this time jumping and stuff is going to be worthwhile. I think it's going to be like the idea with the U.S. government coming in here. Everybody's converging on this thing where it's going to be like the Holy Grail at the end of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Top men men will take that at the end, and then Batman will be fine with it. He's like, I'm the top man. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, there's going to be a vision of Thomas Wayne. It's like Batman is leaning down trying to get the eye of Christ before it falls into a crevasse. He's like, let it go, son. Let it go, and like, and then he has to, and then all of a sudden, like, all the the night of the last crusade has to freaking sit there, and he's like, this waves to Batman out of nowhere. Hitler's signing journals. You got all this shit going on. Oh my goodness! But yeah, when you get to the part of those flashbacks and stuff, I almost watched Raiders of the Lost Ark last night. You end up where it, it just, I don't know. It just frustrates me the whole time reading this. It's just a slog to read through. When, and especially when you're trying to make heads or tails of things and trying to kind of glean something from it. But I don't really get much of it. The only Batman thing that I get from Indiana here. Indiana Jones meets Pulp Fiction, Tom King. Because you like the idea of the Riddler and just that it's a cool Riddler. I just yeah. want to no, no, see. I, I, no, no, that's not it. I like the idea that Tom King is actually writing riddles for the Riddler. Yeah, well, that's what there I like. you go. I'm sure he's Googling them. But you end up where you also go and... Uh, Will he end up having Batman kill the help or does he think that the help is this, you know, breakout character they have to continue with that he'll just slink away at the well, end? I've never seen him again since this point where even though this uh, since this what takes place like Batman matter? year two. That doesn't matter. I mean, the idea that Chip Zdarsky could have in his second deal that he just Did he shows go and up. Did hang out with Ghostmaker this yeah, entire time? We haven't seen Ghostmaker until now. So, I, I mean, there's a lot of time. So I think the that he'll end up where he'll have this character probably. S- set aside when he does something the help is like a hundred years old here and he's like yeah but i think that's why he wants the eye somehow he seems to think that'll make him young or sad i don't know what's going on uh what would you give this 
I think the art is fine in this book, but overall the story is infuriating. The reading's not giving me enough of what I want to make me continue to want to read Batman Killing Time. So all I'm doing right now is Killing Time by reading this and not having a good time with it. Four out of ten. Yeah, I'm four out of ten as well, and it's it's killing my time. Kill my fun time. Uh, but what's next? Uh, next up, we have Flashpoint Beyond, number two, written by Jeff Johns, Tim Sheridan, Jeremy Adams, with art by Zermonico, Mikel Janine, Romeo Fajardo Jr., Jordi Belair, and Rob Lee. And we go back to hyper time to the Flashpoint universe, where Thomas Wayne is still trying to get to the bottom of why the Flashpoint timeline is back and how it's connected to the clockwork killer who's going around and killing anybody who in our normal Batman's timeline is connected to time travel in some way. Yeah, and with that, he even says there's not really much of a chance of anybody from the future coming back to help. They would have already. Not in this time, I'm on my own deal. Now, in this, he does mention, he starts to stress the idea that he has to stop this timeline because he does believe that this is changing the regular timeline, though we think that that's not the case. He's not aware that in the regular timeline, Batman kind of is doing his own thing and doing other no. things. and has He thinks this them. is written over our timeline yeah, he once thinks, again. And that's why you really have that idea that he's upset and really needs to change this because he thinks that this it is overwritten sucks. it again. And he needs to get back to that. For what we know of, but like, you know, Flashpoint Batman, Thomas Wayne, for the time that he actually spent on Earth Zero, whether it's, you know, doing Infinite Frontier stuff or just freaking Bane stuff during Tom King's run of Batman. He certainly does know a lot about the history of the DC universe, way yeah, more than does. I ever think he should. Talks about the Legionnaires, the robotic hour man from DC One Million, or Booster Gold. I'm like, you know a fucking lot. Bro. With all of this, though, it's pretty cool. The idea that you do even tie in Dark Crisis into this, you start getting more and more things that are tying into, you know, Doomsday Clock stuff and all this stuff, even getting a little mentions of what that snow globe might be and you know it's still mystery which is still very weird to me the idea of how this hyper time i'm just gonna go with the idea this is hyper time that's fucking going on at this point in time so at the one point we have the idea that roger hayden the psycho pirate had escaped earth zero because of the great darkness coming with the dark crisis and escaped into hyper time where he ended up in the flashpoint timeline which is not a world it's a timeline so that's where it would exist but it's just some weird ideas like here it is its own little thing i just want to know how Dark Side's Omega Effect beams went and hit Thomas Wayne in the multiverse, putting him in hyper time here that recreated a world. And it's just such a weird concept. And not only that, but how the hell in the actual Earth Zero where Batman is there with a Watchman snow globe and Jenny Slater's watch and stuff like that, how the Watchman universe outside of Dr. Manhattan powers, how that has anything to do with hyper time or time travel in general. And I'm just like, I'm, tr- I'm trying to find the connection. I'm trying to figure. I, I, I just get the idea of this hyper time, doomsday clock, the dark crisis, all these things going on, and even tying in some of these things that we think are going on in dark crisis with these dream worlds, pocket universes, and things like that. I thought at the very beginning what they were playing with was that this was Thomas Wayne being sent to what they thought would be his dream world, but it's kind of a nightmare here, but almost to a world where... He feels like, oh, my God, everything's done. I might as well give up. I'm going to get violent again. I'm going to end up, you know, everything will explode within me and implode or whatnot. I still know how you send him to one of these things when it wasn't Pariah's powers that did that, but the dark side. Before dark side was taken over by the great darkness. We have to see how all these things even worked out. We may see something bigger is happening, not just Pariah, of how, you know, maybe we have to wait till the first time we get one of those, you know, super world without Superman, Superman in his own world. Maybe we'll find out that there's even something bigger involved that even got involved here before, like you said, even before Darkseid did. Where we said, even when we were talking about Dark Crisis, 
when everybody gets zonked away, it might have been right before they died. And that might have been the I don't know. But he's here. He thinks that this timeline, oh, my God, it's screwed again. He ends up trying to get Barry. Oh, Barry's dead. And then he goes to well, Aquaman. Oh, my killed. God. All these things going on. So as he's going here, the, the big play for him is just nothing matters here. I'm just going to go through this. I have to get shit done. I got to get this all out. I'm just going to go through and I'm going to destroy everything with that. He is getting, and I thought it was intriguing, where you do see that Just League Incarnate bit might have gotten him a little softer side of Thomas Wayne, and he actually learned. Oh, he wanted to be a little better, and now he's like, I'm back here. I'm starting to get violent again. I have again. to learn and, to yeah, be and me he's again. Like, yeah, and it's, I like that. I thought that that was intriguing. this world is hard and tainted, and that's what I have to be to live in it. And when people said from the first issue, or even that zero issue, because I keep forgetting that was a zero issue, yeah, but too. even then, when people were saying, and, and we talked about when we talked about Dark Crisis, we kind of ended up enjoying it and trying to beg people to. I think that if you didn't read this Flashpoint Beyond because, oh, I don't want to go back to the Flashpoint deal. Oh, it's just doing that again. It's different. There is some there is an intriguing mystery going on. Hopefully it plays out because there's a lot going on, a lot of mysteries. But even the little bits and pieces of it going through here, I do enjoy. I do like Oswald and Thomas there with Dexter where. Thomas is just, I don't know, he's so bad. Your boss, it's about I, the kid. I think there's something wrong with him. He heard about the casino, and now he wants to know all about the explosives, and Thomas Wayne just keeps on walking. So teach him. Yeah, teach him about teach the explosives. Him, like, just do it. Stop questioning me, me Mr. Oswald. Oh, it's called Oswald. Just freaking teach the kid about explosives. That's what he wants to know. So Dexter, I'm telling you, he is becoming this weird, almost war, like he is a ward of yeah. Thomas Wayne right now, and he is just learning all of the worst things. And it's so funny to me because of the Flashpoint universe where you have things that are flipped on their head, like out of nowhere, like Bruce Wayne is killed. So Thomas Wayne becomes the Batman and Martha Wayne becomes the Joker. In this issue, you see freaking uh, Gilda Dent become this this world, this timeline's Two-Face. So what is this Dexter Dent deal? Do? Is he becoming this weird fucked up Flashpoint Robin with the things that he's being taught by this Flashpoint Penguin and Batman? And again, I'm telling you, Flashpoint Penguin, it, it, he's Alfred. And it makes me laugh because Alfred is usually the guy in the regular timeline, the regular deal of like, oh, no, 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 Master Bruce, we can't do that. Like he actually becomes, but Oswald, all right, he's just going. And it makes me laugh so much where I think the problem is, is that I don't think Thomas is trying to make anything of Dexter. I just think that he thinks. Just show him then. We're not going to be doing this much. None of this matters. Nothing matters. He, it's his mantra. So he's just going to do that. And I'm really afraid. That hey, I think that Dexter will become something like a rock, but it's not going to be right. He's not going to be okay. right with it, or he may it's actually be a just, he version may end up becoming right. full out just villain with the shit that he's learning. But you know, like a little Damien. But yeah, he ends up yeah, just teach him what the hell. Last do I get? issue, I think it was where he's freaking learning to fire guns. Now he's going to learn about explosives. This is like day two of being in the Wayne Manor, and he's fucking already a, a killing machine. He is going to grow up in this Flashpoint timeline, become the Grim Knight. Yeah, it is. I was just going to say the Grim Knight is what he seems to be becoming, and it's all because Thomas Wayne doesn't think that everything will last. So he just, in my mind, just. Eh, just keep him busy. Just get out of my face. Just teach him whatever. I got Batman things to do. Hey, he wants to see the porno and drink the booze. Eh, Because right now, outside of being upset that this world is back and nothing matters, because all we have to do is make sure that this timeline doesn't exist so my son's timeline doesn't. He is also a little pissed off that he's being played like this because he knows that Bruce is a smarter Batman than he has ever will be. So even the idea of going off and like, you know, confronting Aquaman, it was all a play to get him out of town so they could burn down his casino 
for them, then, then him to find out that Roger Hayden of Earth Zero is actually in Arkham Asylum in this Flashpoint world. So he needs to find out about this, only to find out that Roger Hayden, the psycho pirate, who he needs to get information from about why any of this is happening, because he, for some reason, Thomas Wayne knows everything there is to know about psycho pirate and what it means to be a psycho pirate, which is crazy. I'm telling you, he knows way too much in this, but psycho pirate is hung in his cell to make it look like suicide, even though he was murdered. So everything is just playing him he's being played and it's pissing him the fuck off yeah because he ends up finding out that roger hayden says that he came and he's they say he came to hyper time here so there he's it is hiding. says yeah. to take refuge from a quote-unquote dark crisis he also told me that bruce wayne was supposed to be batman and then you know so he's speaking now he's like i gotta go see that second pirate <laughs> yeah he's crazy shit i gotta go talk to yeah, roger yeah, hayden. and he goes and sees and you end up where it looks like somebody's probably set up roger and killed him to make it look to like it, it was suicide, like suicide, but he had been writing stuff on the wall. I like that. Yeah, Thomas Wayne looks up. Bruce is Batman. Yeah, I already know that. Let's see what the next thing is. Well, that's the thing. It's when you look at what you know Roger Hayden had written on the wall before he was murdered here. Bruce is Batman. Infinite Crisis. Alan West. Garrick. The names of the flashes. And the thing that really caught my eye here was that he's saying that I don't remember Judy Garrick. And that was an important thing because this is a Jeff Johns joint, even though if Tim Sheridan and Jeremy Adams are doing most of the writing here after the issue number zero. But the idea of Judy Garrick, we haven't seen that name since Stargirl Spring Break special back a year ago. And uh, I think it was May last year. But that's where, you know, Jeff Johns did the Stargirl Spring Break special, where inside that we had the Seven Soldiers of Victory and this whole time travel thing with Perdegaton and Kronos and this paradox that opened up a wormhole kind of thing that showed a lot of these old, like, you know, uh, golden age sidekicks and stuff like that, even characters from Young Justice, because you had Wing, Dynamite, and, like, the character Secret from Young Justice, but then you also had them running through the woods, talking about we can't leave Judy Garrick behind, and I thought about that when that came out, I'm like, who the hell is Judy Garrick? Because we never saw her, her name was mentioned, but now Psycho Pirate has her name written on the wall, and that had to do with something with time travel as well, and playing with time, and something about the idea of someone who's called the child minder, which is brought up here as well. So like this idea that there is somebody out there who is minding the children of like, you know, past DC heroes and stuff like that who have gone missing or like lost in time and different things like that. But even that multiverse isn't dead. And then I'm saying, I don't think I'm the real Roger Hayden. It's kind of crazy, but that's the weird thing. If this was really, you know, the normal you know, what we know of the psycho pirate, he would know that the multiverse isn't dead. He would know that this seems like it would be something from the past, from the crisis on infinite earth when they did end up getting rid of the multiverse, because it's odd that he would just say, you know, the multiverse isn't dead. And I don't think I'm the real Roger Hayden. So we'll have to see if this is something from out of time or whatnot, but he ends up looking like somebody killed him. And you end up, you know, having Batman go, Thomas Wayne goes next to Gilda Dent's there and he says, you know, did you see anybody go in there? And she just won't answer. Hey, what's going on with my son? Do you have my son? And she well, knows she recognizes right, right now. It's like, I can't believe my husband ever saw it, but you are Thomas Wayne. You are the Batman. You have my son. You let all this shit go down with Martha Wayne. You're fucking become the Joker, killed my, my daughter and stuff like that. So like Gilda is out of her mind. And even the idea now that she has, she wants to see the Wayne casino coin that Batman picked up when he was at the like burnt down casino previously and hands it to her. Even the idea where she takes it, then you see the one side is all burnt up. So now you have the two, like the, the coin that's like the face to one side. She starts smacking her face against the freaking glass just to like, make uh, herself window. a two face. And then yeah. she's all a two face with her coin. And I'm like, you just created the flashpoint two face with Gilda Dent here. 
and and he ends up saying nothing matters here and she starts but it's yelling, so it weird because me. even when she's talking about it like i don't know how it's playing out if it's just like you know i don't think the art does it that well to the convey what they're trying to do because as she's talking as he's talking to gilda dent here like we see that she changes to become martha wayne and like talking about like you know the idea of his son's death and then turns back into good. I'm like, is this just what Thomas is seeing here? Is it playing with his mind for like, you know, dealing with what he actually put Martha through and like, you know, the idea that she was a victim before this because of the way he, he treated her and stuff like, I don't know what you're trying to tell me with this. Yeah, that's like, if it's a weird two-face that way, like the way that, because she does seem like, you know, she knows a lot and she's acting like Martha, which is odd, but, you know, he just walks away then. He's like, I'm getting out of here and goes through. And then he has to get out because everybody's like, you know, shoot this guy. He's not supposed to be here and jumps out of there. Um, But all of this going on. Yeah, he's now he says, I got to get violent again. I'm starting to relearn how much of a piece of crap I am. I'm pissed off. He just ended up hearing all of his failings being thrown at him about his wife and his son and all that. Seems very pissed off. Now he has to beat the crap out of the rogues who never actually became the rogues in a dark alley. So you just have the top of the Rainbow Raider heat wave and, and freaking Captain Boomerang just hassling some girl in an alley to the point where Batman comes down and just royally beats the ever-loving shit out of them. Yeah, he's beating like, the crap like, out of them. You, you just have these characters who like are just shells of what you expect them to be with the most basic concept of them. Like, you know. know that they are who they are, but they have no power. They have nothing at all. They just have the crap beaten out of them by Batman who's pissed off about the world that he lives in yeah yeah and he just comes and starts beating the crap out of them and there then he's not coming out of digger's nose right there i will <laughs> uh, just like you know captain cold goes off to be a good guy and the rest of them are just nonsense but you end up where batman then gets hit he's about to shoot digger and he gets hit from behind and slammed across the alley and it's it's superman. Uh, subject one yeah, superman subject one and you know, look at him and they say, you know, hey, I heard what you said because this is his mantra. Nothing matters. Everything this matters. Says everything matters. Wrong. And the crazy thing here is originally it was Barry Allen Flash that was able to try to convince him and get him inspired about this. And maybe Superman always being the light to a, you know, a Batman might be able to inspire him to try to do something a little bit different than just beating the crap out of everybody and try to burn this whole place down. I so will tell we'll you this, see. though. It's weird because once we started getting Thomas Wayne Batman and the Infinite Frontier and then like, you know, the Justice League incarnate and stuff like that, I really started caring about the character more than I did previously because I thought that Tom King ruined the character. I wanted to go and have his, you know, his action figure. Like I have my Flashpoint Thomas Wayne Batman action figure standing right here. But I think to myself at the end of this whole thing, it's like, I don't think I'm going to want a subject one action figure. Like, this Superman does not do it for me like the Flashpoint Batman well, at does. at least he's not as scrawny as usual. It looks like he's getting a little bit bigger. The way that they drew him, though, doesn't it look like he has, like, really bad buck teeth? But he doesn't. It's just, like, the angle. I'm like, look at this guy. Look at the beaver. Well, that's the thing. is, you're talking about buck teeth, you're seeing more of the lower. It looks like he has I, an underbite. That's what I'm saying. It's just weird. But I'll tell you this. Me and you did not like the idea of Thomas Wayne coming back into the universe with Tom King. It didn't make sense. No, it didn't he make any sense. He never really made any sense of even it. With even with Reverse at the Flash end. doing it doesn't make any goddamn yeah, sense. Reverse, that's what it ended up if people don't remember Reverse. Oh, I did it to screw with you. Ha <laughs> ha. And runs away. No, no, no. That doesn't make sense. Like, I don't know what's worse. Reverse Flash doing that or Tom King writing that Wally West ran so fast that he went inside of a computer and undeleted files to see other people had problems. That might be worse. Which but, one's worse? But, or just make Wally a killer. Maybe that's worse. But, so we hated that. We did not like it. We thought it was ridiculous. Even the idea that Thomas Wayne would do anything to help his son comes back and Tom King tries to twist it and turn it that he's evil because, as Tom King said on Twitter then, 
he's a psycho and always was and always will be. But no, 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 he did everything for his son. So then we go to Justice League Incarnate. He's starting to, you know, hey, we even said President Superman and Dr. Batman. How fun is this? And here we go. Thomas Wayne, he's here. We don't like it, but hey, let's go. But suddenly in this, I'm like, I like this character. I'm like, I like Thomas well, Wayne. Really now I'm started actually working out in Joshua Williamson's Infant Frontier and Just League Incarnate because you started seeing because you had to have other books to ma- again make up for what Tom King did in his own I books know. to try to say like maybe I went about things the wrong way. I was a bad guy. I did bad things. I've ruined my son. I'm a piece of shit, and I have to do better. Yeah. We had to spend pages and pages, pages to show pages. you that I know that what we wrote pre, but Tom King wrote previously that was wasn't right. Nonsense. Now we have to redeem a character because of what he fucking did with no goddamn concept of it. Because you're redeeming a character that ended up yeah had a redemption at the end but the is, wasn't the yeah. great yeah wasn't a great guy and then redeemed himself but in this and this is why i said people should check it out if you say oh i don't need that flashpoint well you know who else doesn't need it thomas wayne and that's what i think i get because he's <laughs> with <laughs> us all he is trying sure. to stop he this. is he the every man it. here he is he's everybody wanting this to end this is not right this sucks there's no point in this where he says all right, I'm back, baby. You know, hey, let's go. He ends up, the casino burns down. And even in there, the question- It doesn't matter. Nothing matters. The question in that is to pose to him is, does somebody know that that was affecting Batman because of the- connect, Thomas like your, Wayne. Your Thomas Wayne, whatever. Do they know this, whatever? And he ends up, when he goes, oh my God, people died, this. And he's like, it doesn't matter. I don't give one rat's ass of all this. Oh, you don't care about the people? doesn't matter. And he is so wanting this to end and just go. But, I mean, really simply, he could probably just, you know, in a crazy bad way, he could just kill himself and say, yeah, screw all you. But he's fighting against it. And that's where I think that people should read this and enjoy it. And that's why I'm liking Thomas Wayne. He is now a guy who, on his own, desperately trying to end this stuff once again. And it almost is, like you said. Where Tom King screws things up, this is going to allow him to get that other redemption of getting rid of it. And it seems big. And then at the end, where you end up tying things and mentioning Dark Crisis and Psycho Pirate and all that, that that feels big and connected to everything. And you get, like you said, the Stargirl stuff, like all that. You would never have expected that to suddenly come up. Well, it's such a weird idea, too, when you have this whole thing where you have Jenny Slater's watch that's wrapped around a snow globe that that Batman took away from Rip Hunter and the Time Master's vault and stuff like that. And you have this concept about the idea of like what a snow globe is and like how bad it is for the snowman family inside and stuff like that. And it almost feels like the way the analogy is here, the idea that Batman knows that Thomas Wayne, his father, is back in the Flashpoint universe and the snow globe represents that because even the idea like you shake it up, the storm's getting worse. We're always looking out, like, why would you want to keep it in there? And then Batman says, like, to keep them safe because they're inside the snow globe. They'll never melt. And the idea that they're safe inside That's a really somebody. good blind. Does Batman know that his father is back in his own world, but he's okay with it because there he's at least safe away from whatever's going on in the world of Batman and there's zero? Because even at this point, it's like, you know, you stole that snow globe from Dr. Hunter, but us Time Masters took it from someone else. First, to protect the divine continuum from that blue face prodigy, talking about the little, like, you know, the uh, boy Clark who has the rest of Dr. Manhattan's powers in the Watchmen universe. So it's like the idea of, like, what does this mean? Why are we taking things from the blue face prodigy? I'm like, is he a problem in the Watchmen universe? How does it affect the Time Masters? What the hell is going on? Because right now, I know we're only at issue two of a six issue many, but 
I need to know how there's a connection here and why it's so important, especially to a freaking hyper time flashpoint world. Yeah. And and the way that this is explained is, is pretty, you know, I don't know, clever, but it's pretty cool where he says, yeah, hey, uh, snow globe family, the snowman family has this hard as we do. Their entire world gets shaken up and turned upside down all the time. But in the end, it always turns back into the same place it was. And that's really what everybody's upset about in the whole multiverse at this point is because you know, these heroes end up mucking things up. Everything gets shaken up, everything. And then it resets and it's back to normal. Uh, and then tying it in with your dad's kind of like that snowman in there. He ends up knowing that shit is going on and not going. And so he can see it must really suck. And then, like Batman said, well, he's safe. Well, even when you have the idea of the snow globe, though, because like, but now that you took this snow globe out of our time vault, you might as well have written your own obituary. Because if Dr. Hunter and the others don't get here to back me up soon, the owner of that snow globe is going to be drawn to it. And if he shows up, boy, are you going to be sorry about this whole darn thing? And I'm like, is it is it more than just Clark, more than just a Dr. Manhattan boy child? Like, what is happening? Who is the owner of that snow globe? And what does it have to do with a clockwork killer and a hyper? time flashpoint universe to the death of, of roger hayden who might not even be the real roger hayden i'm like you are piling a lot of interesting things and you better be able to pay this off because boy do i want to know how it even ties in i'm to with the you. freaking child minder stuff with judy garrick and a Supergirl's uh supergirl and a star girl spring break special from a year ago with time paradoxes when you end up having that it does also then make me think of saying elsewhere with that snow globe and i'm saying like this is like that uh, but yeah, that's not you know, just like that. Howie Mandel is not doing that. Stuff like that. No, and it was like an autistic kid looking in. I'm, I'm telling, telling you, it's just going to be that Clark shaking that thing. Look at him. He looks kind of like the kid. But uh, yeah, with all of that, all of a sudden now Thomas Wayne gets out of the shower. We have all of the tropes going on and all of the endings. Uh, but yeah, it, it has me intrigued. I liked it. I, I thought that there's a lot going on and I could just go with, hey, watching Thomas Wayne just trying to burn everything down because he does not want that Flashpoint deal to continue and it seemed like at a point where you're like well i guess he's done like what can he do and i think a lot of people were even complaining because they thought that the only hope for thomas wayne would be bruce to save him and a lot of why would he do that why would he but when superman shows up you're like all right like we might have something going on here we got to figure out what's going on and roger hayden knowing and saying he might not be the real one like there's a lot of intriguing things to go forward with that so i am i'm enjoying it i think the art's really good except for almost buck teeth superman that's you know, fine i don't know what you're one. talking about <laughs> i'm just looking at him he looks ridiculous but what would you give it i like the art in this a lot i like all the stuff that we're playing with here because i find it very intriguing tying back to what jeff johns was doing a year ago when a freaking one-off special is very intriguing to me especially with a character that i don't know anything about but also tying it into golden age sidekick characters and the seven soldiers of victory and stuff like that all of this it's just, like I said before, it's stacking interesting thing on top of interesting thing. I need ma to make sure that there is a payoff and it's just not a spectacle of stacking because I need more than that. But from what I got right now with issue number two, three issues overall, I'm giving this an 8.5 out of 10. Yeah, I'm giving it an 8.5 as well. And I, I just want to point out now we, we like the Flash book enough. We hated Teen Titans Academy. Is this showing us? Because we don't know who's writing what, what dialogue is this. But we were told that Jeff John started it off. And then he was yeah. handing it off to Jeremy Adams and Tim Sheridan with guidance. I don't care what you say. This is their best thing they have ever written. And if True. it is them, this really shows that these people should maybe have mentors. If you end up getting somebody like a Tim Sheridan who hasn't written any comic books and is going to do a Teen Titans Academy, get somebody who knows what they're doing to write along with him 
to give them a little guidance because if this say we find out this issue was all Tim Shea, like easily the best thing he's ever put pen to paper on at, at any time. Agreed. And so I think that that shows. And we, we had that rumor type deal at the beginning of Rebirth where a lot of the books were Jeff Johns looking over and helping with those first like six, first issue six issues. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. most of those were really, really good. Spot on. Maybe the idea, and I know, just put aside, again, put aside the Fat Albert song, right, Eric? And put okay. aside what you think and hate about Jeff Johns. I'm talking about a lot of people hate him. They want him uh, you're gone. You're about removing the art from the artist. Maybe the idea of this is don't you don't really need Jeff Johns to write every book. Maybe he should I be that do. mentor. I'm telling you, though, if he's a mentor that he could right, make right. seven books good instead of the one he wrote, do it. Do that. Get this and maybe get other people involved as well that can help out some. Because maybe some of these newer writers, they do have what it takes. They just don't have the experience. They don't know. And, and he's going to be able to. Because I would hope that going out of this, Tim Sheridan and Jeremy Adams will be even better writers because of what they're learning and how they're it's doing. It's such a this weird idea really what good. we thought was going on and how we were told about who was writing what and when and stuff like that. Because, like, what do you do if you're Jeff Johns there and you know that Tim Sheridan and Jeremy Adams are taking over and co-writing this book about a character that you created in a timeline and an event you did? But the idea is, like, do you just have a note that says, at some point, write in Childminder and Judy yeah. Garrick. I, again, I mean, he may have, like, a full-out outline and they're just writing the dialogue or... And even so, the dialogue's really good. There's it nothing is. wrong at all with this that I would say. I like yeah. a Flashpoint Two-Face. I like a Dexter Dent here being the ward of Thomas Wade and freaking Oswald Cobblepot being his surrogate father teaching about guns and explosives. Because that's the thing. It's like Pen Penguin has actually played off here like Otis from like, you know, like the Superman, the original Superman movies with Lex Luthor and stuff like that. It's like, Mr. Luthor, Mr. Luthor, that is Penguin here and I love no. him. And I'm, I'm going to give Tom King some props here in the past deal because Remember when we were doing the Grayson book and it was like, oh, my God, I really love the Tom King, you know, stories, but I didn't like the Tim Seeley ones. Yeah. But if they're jumping back and forth or whatever, I don't see any difference of anything in here. And I wish that they would say, OK, this is the one that Tim Sheridan did. This is the one because I'd like to see if there is a difference or who's doing better or whatnot. But we're just getting that deal. But uh, it's seamless. I mean. It doesn't feel like there's three writers on this or a guy who just steps in and then backs off or whatever. It's really good. And yeah, I, I just I'm, I'm pretty impressed on that way, too. So maybe this will give DC a little hint of how they can do some things. And there's continuity later. here. So like, yeah. like Tim Sheridan didn't show any continuity for anything he did in the Teen Titans Academy or Shazam Mini and stuff like that. So like who's doing what? And maybe it's, you know, you need that guidance you need that mentor who knows that and you know give you a little hand give you a little you know i'm sure that they're talking back and forth about different things should i do this should i do that pretty cool i, I think that it's really well done so with that though we will take a little teeny break and then we'll be back with three more books that may not be as good as this but we'll see well he stares into the mirror moosing up his hair Blows kisses to himself and he really thinks that tear is terrible well, that's just every shake Looking for a star screen or maybe a hot cap. Spends all his money buying all that crap. Well, that's your stabbing shape. And here we're back. We have three books here to end this here podcast. I'd like to call this the Dark Knights Monkey Prince of Nubia section, Eric. With well, that, you are with very that bit, that would be very, very clever indeed. And we end up having a book, Monkey Prince, that we rarely have on the regular show. That has been a darling of the badasses, the Get Fresh crew. 
uh-uh. So we end up being able to talk about that. But we have a book that we do like for the most part, Dark Knights of Steel. And this is Dark Knights of Steel number seven that we get here. And I, I really just have to wonder, why isn't Yasmin Putri on all these issues? This is the second issue they have to step back and have somebody else go in. But the art doesn't really suffer that much. No. It's not as good as his, but it, it, it fits that mold. It actually does a decent enough job. But it's written by Tom Taylor with art by Nathan Gooden, Arif Priano, and Wes Abbott. And in this, we end up getting back to Bruce being with, you know, Ma and Pa Kent there I'm at the over farm. It. Let's get back right? to the and war. Here's the thing about this issue. This issue is a weird one in my mind that it does something that we usually like where you get a bunch of different characters. Oh, my God. Here's it. But they don't do anything really with them. And then you get they might as well just this... be the workers outside of like you know Auntie Aunt, Aunt May now Aunt May freaking like uh, who are the aunt and uncle in like uh, Wizard of Oz like Annie Anne or whatever it is like they might as well aunt just be the M, workers Eric M. 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 they might as well just be the workers <laughs> yeah. on that farm to show up like you around the bedside kind you of thing were there. because <laughs> all of, we have the Kent farm we know that Bruce Wayne after his supposed fight with you know an evil Superman Kal El who tried to kill him. That he was brought to this farm and out of nowhere, we just have all of the Teen Titans surrounding him like he just woke up from a dream where they were the Calvary Line and the Tin Man. And quite literally, the fucking Tin Man was Cyborg here. Yeah, really. And, yeah. Like, and that is true. Here? And the funny thing is about it is that you end he, up Even where... fucking Gar is a goddamn dog. He might as well be Toto. Yeah, he's Toto. Actually, I think you're onto something. But you end up where, I mean, you have this beginning where it's a nightmare Bruce is having. It's just to get that into it like oh my god what's going on oh it's a nightmare right so we get in there yeah so when you end up even the idea that by the end of this oh raven was able to get this sliver of kryptonite out that they did that's not even that clever or crazy that's just straight up he had kryptonite in him i think that you get caught in this slog where a lot of people do end up saying that tom taylor will go a little overboard with some of his you know social justice type of deals but they really just keep going in with this you thought we were in a truck. Like, really, you're Hitler. That yelling you at You hunted Bruce. us down, and you know what? You're just like us, which makes you worse. You're a self-loathing meta. Oh, my God. You are the worst man of bats. And it just keeps going. Keeps And even at a point where, you know, Mom, Pa, Kent, they, they even kind of get into it a bit with You know that what, and- Bruce? You are the worst. But you know what? <laughs> Maybe there is a chance of redemption for you. You can rise to the occasion and show everybody what you're actually made of and not going to repress people anymore. Huzzah. Uh, yeah. And so when you're going through all of that, you do end up having a little scene. And you kind of do remember even the idea that Rachel Ghul, Etrigan, that combo ended up being able to bring back you know, it, is it Jacob, Jacob ends up yes. bringing back Jacob? And the big thing was, I get the Titans. Now, I, just in the that, thing is, I just don't know what, like, I don't understand. Like, I like the Dark Knights of Steel series. What we've gotten so far has been very clever and a lot of fun. Way more fun than I ever thought it could be just for a fucking fantasy land, you know, DC universe, like, you know, I multiverse really like story. It. But when we have the situations like, you know, you have Rachel Gu, who's actually Etrigan as well, instead of Jason Blood in this world, and he's still at Rachel Gu, though. So you have the Lazarus River and the freaking League of Shade and bullshit. But the idea is like, goes to Constantine. And I'm like, I can take that boy Jacob over there and I can resurrect him with my, you know, Lazarus River. And like, but when he comes back, the idea is like, but I'm going to need the Teen Titans in return. And they're like, okay. I don't know why that's a thing that, you know, well, Constantine did you think that can Constantine, actually offer. That's my problem. That's my because biggest problem here in the, this. here the Titans are, not even in the same kingdom as Constantine at Ma and Pa Kent's fucking farm with Batman, 
but for some reason the league of shit the shade can go <laughs> right to them know exactly where they are and say i claim thee now because i talked to some witch dude over here i'm like how does any of this matter I think the Legion of Shade now resides in like Reddit or Twitter. You, you may be their, their president, but here's the thing. This is just like me and you right here. I say to you, now you have to go along with me. Don't be an asshole and throw, throw a stick in the mud here. I'm going to bet you that one plus one is two. And if I win, I get to marry Rosé from Blackpink. That's exactly what happens here. You're oh my gross. God, one plus one is two. I'm marrying Rosé from Blackpink. She's my wife now. Because- I thought that this was something where you'd find out Constantine had had them trapped. They were caught in something. some spell. They were there. They were his kids. They, I mean, exactly. something crazy. Almost along the lines of how the Robins work for Batman and this. Almost like little spies or something along the line. You think they don't that the seem anything Titans, related, right? Nothing. I like, no. Even the idea like they owe him a life debt, like Chewbacca to fucking Han Solo or something right. along those lines. But there's nothing in this issue that has any connectivity to why Rachel Gould would talk to Constantine about him having the freaking rights to the lives of the Teen Titans. Or if you could even play the idea, there's Raven. Raven, it's Raven, Cyborg, and Starfire. She's Starfire getting thrown in really like throws and it off is, of me. But like how many freaking aliens are gonna be deal with now? The elves are supposedly this big thing with the demons from the skies, and we got aliens running around nonstop where I think the big threat are the green Martians or maybe white Martians. I don't know. Some we'll kind say. of Martians are the big threat in my mind. Yeah. So with that, you might be able to play the idea that Etrigan slash Rachel Gold, he wanted to get the Titans. He needs them for whatever, right? Yeah. But Raven's too powerful. And the only way that he could get is Constantine has to do some sort of spell to kind of negate Ray, have something connect. But nothing connects. It's almost like, again, where's Rose? I, I hear wedding bells. I don't know about you, Eric. Look, I, I don't care how old she is, but whenever you say it, I just think you want to marry a child. Well, the funniest thing is, uh, just as an aside for all you blinks out there, she ended up doing some sort of fashion deal, and she had a wedding dress on. A, a picture leaked. Everybody thought she got married. So I showed this to Tanya. Oh, God, who I wanted to know parts of it. And Tanya Good goes, what? How would she be getting married? She's only like 15. And she turned 25. Or <laughs> she's 25. Not in your fantasies, freak. Yeah. No, she isn't. Jisoo's like 28 now. She's getting a little too old. And end up, though, with all I of that. I don't know what that means. Stop I it. I thought that all of this meant something. The idea of, like, what did Constantine have to lose then by saying, Nothing. give me Jacob and the thing because is, I really there, want him back? Th the thing is, there <laughs> might be some kind of story here, but for Maybe. some reason, Tom Taylor doesn't do anything to actually make it connect in any kind of reasonable way or let you no, know that that's there my is problem. some kind of story that we are missing here. It just says, here, 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 and here you go. And like, we got to go fight that League of Shades because they ain't getting their hands on these Titans for no reason. Now, how crazy would it be if all of a sudden, you know, you have Etrigan show up, Etrigan, Rachel Gold keeps saying with Talia, and they're like, hey, we're here for the Titans. Like, Bruce is there. You're not going to take them. And then they say some word, and then you have we have to go. Like, we have to go I'm with just them. sitting We're here sorry. trying to make it work for whatever reason. Like, is it the Titans that he actually wants, or is it Raven? Because since Rachel Ghoul is this immortal wizard man in this world who's actually connected to demons, where Etrigan is the real thing, wants Raven because Raven can open up the doorway to Trigon, who's a godlike demon, and do all this other stuff, and they're actually part of the prophecy. I don't know, but I can try to make it work, but there's nothing well, in the actual story. seriously with it, if you're wanting any... We don't know anything about the Starfire, but if you do want somebody, it's certainly not Beast Boy. It is Raven. No, no, and it's so, certainly not Cyborg. Because well, Cyborg, he's just there. Who he, knows? He's just an he's asshole going. in armor, and this as far as I'm concerned. With with a half a mask on, there's nothing that eye's doing. I swear it's just a lens that like, you know, clocks I don't even out the think it's anything. Bit. I think it's like a little ruby. It's I probably don't not want even him real, on my team. right? I, I would rather have the metal men of this world than Cyborg. Is it just me? It might be. But when I look at it, 
he looks overweight. <laughs> he's wearing armor, but he still looks dumpy and looks like he's about 40. Like Teen Titan, my ass, get out of here. But yeah, you end up where it's kind of a funny little play in the scene when they show up and you have the dog talking. It ends up being Gar. That's fine. But in the story of what's going on, they end up being able to heal Bruce. But all Bruce has then is just another little sliver of the the kryptonite. That's not very clever. It's not very, you know, big or whatever. So they end up doing that and then getting a fight back and forth. You're awful. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. No, you're not. Yes, you are. Suddenly. Nightwing show they they end up hey we we brought in the Dick Graysons everything felt out of nowhere and forced, well, even but- when you have Bruce Wayne step up to Ra's al Ghul in the League of Shades and like the the half dead abominations of the Le- of the Lazarus River that are now his like you know ninja warriors and that's how it plays out here but the idea that. You're going to have you know, Batman take on these people and protect the Titans and the Mom and Pa Kent, who are actually warriors themselves and want to help fight. But when you have the situation where Rachel Ghoul goes gone, gone, former man, and becomes Etrigan and stuff like that, he is half Kryptonian and he's able to take on this Hellfire, which is magical in origin as far as I'm concerned. So I want to know why that's not addressed either. The idea that he is this godlike being, this at least half godlike being, but the one weakness he has besides the Kryptonite of this world. He's not affected by it. Well, maybe it's the half. Is it just because he's more powerful? Because we talk about that all the time with like Gohan and Goku. Right. And John Kent, he's half. So you you always bring it up with Goku and stuff like that. The idea that John Kent is bigger. They said it in the book because he's half and half. We're like, really? What would that do? Half, Half human? He's better. But maybe we'll play, but maybe not. And that's the thing. When you have these sort of stories in Elseworlds stories, you can, you know, fudge things. You can play it loose. But- you do have to still have a story and still present things. I still even wanted a little more of a connection where you have Dick Grayson there. He's there with Starfire, Raven there. There's his guys, not in this world, but normally. And I kind of wanted something where they knew each other or like, that's what I'm saying. I wanted there to be some sort of like, Oh my God, look, this Starfire, there's some sexual tension. I could cut it with a butter knife there. But it, it was. I don't know, she's orange. Yeah, it was kind of nothing, though. He's just there. Like, why was he even there, really? He's just there to go, well, he's oh, trying what to are find these Bruce awful Wayne. people? I know, but he shows up, but it's almost like he's there just because, oh, you get it, the Titans. But he doesn't really do anything. He doesn't really do much of anything here. The big play. In the deal, too, that makes me laugh, because as this is going on, the Kents then pretty much tell, hey, we kind of had an underground railroad type deal with the kids and the metas and things like that. Get away from you and you're all, all you these things going monster, on. But we stood with your mom and your pa, so we'll stand with you, too. You half meta bastard, you. I love the idea where they say, oh, man, you know, we're going to go out with you. No, no, no. You have my steel. <laughs> like 85 years ago, we were in an army. I mean, we're really kick ass back then. Here we go. I I'd imagine like Ma's like, she can't lift up the can't Yeah, She's do fine. It. Her ass is like Gimli. They're like, OK, wait a second. We got to go get our life alert bracelets on. I, I don't know. You go and eat some granola. I got the, the Bettis. I don't know what's going on. But like, we got <laughs> eat some granola. It's medieval times. <laughs> I want Wilford Brimley to show up and start yelling shit. I don't know, but they're like, we'll help you. No, you're they go out. These old asses go out with a a sword and an axe and go and start taking down undead ninjas. There's no way. No way. used to be hardy and stout back in the day. And the thing is, I want to think, too, because it is medieval-esque kind of times here, even though it's not our world. But they're only 35. They're only 35 years old. This is (laughs) is their fucking golden years. They're 35, but they're two years after what the normal expectancy is. They're done. So you end up where 
also, when things go down, this continues to be the thing that makes me laugh. Is Bruce comes down and he's like, hey, what's going on? Even with the Kents, with Rach, everybody's like, oh, there's that bastard. Everybody knows the story but Bruce and the, the else. You're one of them there bastards, aren't you? Yeah, yeah that bastard there. And even then, you have, you know, Dick Grayson, you might be a bastard, but you're going to lead us. We all want you to lead. Hey, let's go. And they go out there and, yeah, you see Talia and you see Brace and he turns into Etrigan again. But all in all, I just kept thinking to myself throughout all of this is how do they get to just come in Agreed. and grab the Titans who just kind of sit around? He says, you know, you stay back. I'll go and do this. He gets his ass wallop at the one point. But then Gar steps up in what is probably the coolest moment. You want these cool moments in these books like this where he says, I'm going to help. Oh, what are you going to do? What are you going to do, dog him? boy? Yeah, what are you going to do? What are you going to pee on him or whatever? He's like, yeah, I kind of know some other things. And really I can says, change into any animal I've ever seen. And I don't know if it bothers me, though, just because I know we're in a medieval world. That's the setting of this. Are there, is there actually dragons in this world that Gar has been able to see that he can now transform into I for guess. a Batman to ride a dragon in the battle against the Ra's al Ghul yeah. demon man? He says he's seen some he shit. It. So I have to go with it. Yeah, the wing ding. I didn't mind it in this. That's fine. And it's cute. And and you have them there and it's like, all right, that's pretty cool. And then, hey, let's wreak some havoc. You're like, all right. And then they start going and the Titans come out. But I, I just keep thinking, what do you, why can he just go and say that I grabbed them? I just and don't you say get that. it. I'm just trying to figure out the logistics here because at least Coriander, I know she's an alien. Raven, she's a witch. Dick Grayson, his ass has a sword. Beast Boy. I don't know his origins, but the, I know the guy can turn into a fucking dragon. When I look at Cyborg here, who just looks like an asshole in half armor, but he somehow is blasting an energy bolt out of his hand. I'm like, I want to know how that works because you are not a cyborg in this world. Does he have? Is that like gem on his forehead, or like in his eyeball? Is that like a magical gem? I that think allows it's going to be a magical this? gem. I'm even going to tell you look, that I'm, I, I'm fine with it. I just need to I know. I don't know that they're going to say Starfire's an alien if they really get into it because they really want to push that the elves are the aliens on this earth. That are gonna, you know, take over and do whatever. There's so but- many aliens in the DC universe, though, and I, I'm, I'm freaking hinging everything that I'm like. I'm playing with this whole thing is that the Martians are the big bad shape-shifting. If not the Martians, but it goes with my Green Man theory. That's but my big ben play, Durlins. though. If you end up having that as the twist, then you don't want to muddy it up with more aliens. You want to have that as, oh my god, there is more aliens. Here like, they are. We, like, I'm sorry, there's got to be like Thanagarian hawks here somewhere doing shit, yeah, too. I don't know. I, I, I'm telling you, yeah. There's some medieval United Federation of planets here. If, if there here. is, then nobody knows it. Nobody could tell Agreed. that Coriander is. Oh, yeah, that's the, the thing. Is, thing. I'm telling you, that orange skin girl up there, she's a witch. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, because they, the big Burn play her. is, oh, my God, the elves are awful because they're not from I think she came from the planet. heavens. Only the elves came from the heavens. You know how I know? Because they're demons. That's another demon, though. She's a witch. Yeah, she's a witch. So you'll have to go with it. I'm, I'm actually surprised some of these choices that they do raven works out great but agreed you end up where it's they're just blasting away and uh this ends up being something again like yeah they know that bruce is a bastard but we're trying to play with that idea that nobody quite knows who the parents were at least you know the father they, what everybody knows now they now. know but i think that this is the play here now when he ends up he all that i think that now the cat is out of the bag and now you're really gonna have that push of, oh my God, look at this guy and whatever, and then it'll get back and, and all that sort of thing. But it's such a weird idea, even when Richard, I going to say Richard because I'm speaking to but Dick Grayson, when he's all like, we got to go and get to the elves and stuff like that for backup. And like, I, I can't go to them because, you know, some shit went down. Like now that we have the Titans here with Bruce Wayne and Mom Pa can encouraging him to go back. He's like, I don't know what occurred between you and the elves, but I know any war involving them will not end with them. 
innocents will die and stuff like that. So Bruce Wayne is like, you know, poised to be the man of the people, to be the righteous king that everybody wants in this land outside of the demonic elves of the heavens. But the idea is, how do you go with this? Because I think Bruce does want this to be his family. It's everything he's ever known. But how does he get past the idea that Superman, what he believes to be Superman, tried to kill him two issues ago? Yeah, and, and that's where we have to see that maybe like, that was Does he just Duke. go with his Titans team now and attack the elves because of a misunderstanding? A third party trying to poise these two against each other? Yeah, seeing, and that's what it seems like it is, and maybe he just figures it oh, out. Oh, you but green man and Martians. I like, too, it's like they're sitting there, and there's, you know, Mom, Pa, Kent, and Hey, you know this war? A war? Nobody told us hey, it's coming. All right, and then we do it's see so that funny little with bit. Pod too talking to him at the end, the absolute and like you are not a monster. You have a great power, and I for some reason forgot what I was really expecting him to say. Great responsibility too, because of the freaking line. And if that power could stop a war, you know where you need to be. Yeah. So of course, Mom, Pa, Ken are the greatest of all time. Of course. And then we end up where We're we also Uncle ben. saw. We also see where I love this idea too, where. You have Constantine. He's going to bring Jacob back. Jacob is brought back. He's put in the Lazarus you River. And I like the no idea more. that they go. call it the river. Everybody saw you and dead. Then, yeah. He comes in. He's like, all right, let's get shit going. He's like, no, no, no. bring Jacob back? Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, the like, Titans are screwed now because of this. Which, no, no, we can't do that. The, he is, the, net, he is the, the heir to the throne because he is the firstborn son of the thing. Everybody knows that he's dead. He's brought back here. But even the idea, like, if we needed Jacob for his power, we have we have his sisters who are thunder and lightning. Jacob moves new character of this the guy can make it rain a little bit so like why did we really bring jacob back like what point is it because even the idea is like oh my god thank god you brought me back mage constantine what's now well everything you know is over you got to go live as a peasant now but best of luck kids goodbye no, I, and i thought of that as the idea of like like buffy like why the hell did you bring me back but obviously constantine you know him he goes to the strip club. He needs somebody to make it rain. That's all it is. He's going to yell, make really? it rain, buddy. Make it and rain. then they do. And he makes it rain. Right? And then he makes it hail. Like and then you it down because of water damage. Yeah, Good water job, damage. Jacob. Now, what happens then is the you know entertainer, the dancer, she slips on the runway. She falls, cracks her neck, and they sue. Eric, the strip club's gone. Uh, I don't so know. It's an inside I inside job? Maybe you could have played the end. <laughs> he actually, Constantine, this was all his plan all along. But with all of that, Maybe you should have played something like, I don't know, if you think about the, the power of rain, not the greatest, but if it would have been something else, you could have been almost unless, using unless Jacob. Unless he's freaking, you know, like in the Noah's story, making a flood or something along those and lines. I know, and again, I know that you can't end up making, uh, you know, him have lightning powers, I guess, because you already have that. But it could have been a cool deal where you bring back Jacob and you have to hide him. You put him in like a a mask that looks like the Phantom of the Opera, and then he actually becomes the cyborg, maybe, because that's what cyborg looks like. But you just have him come back, and he says, hey, all right, let's go. No, no. Oh, your life's over as you know it. Well, I want to talk to my sister. No, no you can't no, do they uh, saw well, you I want to go to- You'll oh, be no. burned at the stake. <laughs> like, really? Like, he's- Really? If I was Jacob, I'd be like, what the fuck did I come back? Why'd you make me come back? Because you I were in love in with heaven. my dad? Yeah, and the, you have me? What, are you going to groom me, you asshole? I'm, I'm, I'm blocked and reported. Asshole out of here. But yeah, I Honestly, don't know what's going on with him. Is this just a weird scumbag con artist constant <laughs> thing where he's going to have a prince in his back pocket to pull out when he needs him? <laughs> maybe. I don't know. It's just so odd. Like at the end, maybe he ends up saying like at, you get like the big reveal. Uh, we have to be at where you killed my brother. And then he reveals it. No, but the way that they're playing this is 
you can't come out because they're going to think you're they're going to burn you at the stake. The idea, but this world is a little different. I think that maybe Jake, like maybe protect them. I don't know. And what are they going to do? Know. I'm making it rain. You ain't burning nothing. Well, he makes it rain. That's the thing. He's on the stake. He just keeps making it rain. They get frustrated and go home. Uh, and so you have that or I swear to I God, Jacob's like that guy, like, you know, he's the part of the freaking programming and, you know, breath of like uh, legend is out of breath the while because anytime I tried to climb something, it started raining and make you slip the entire time. You can never achieve anything in the rain. That's why Jacob's here. Damn you, rain. I just think that it's going to be at a point where it's going to come down to the reason why we're fighting is this, that and the oh, wait, look, you didn't kill. Jack. I don't know. I don't know what it is. First off. I would, and I know that most people know or whatever, but I maybe say like to Jacob, what do you remember? Like, what was the last thing? Do you think? I guess that he really, you know, think that it was her. Yeah, but maybe he has some sort of clue. He's like, I don't know. Her one eye was green. I don't know. I don't know why he's back. This whole plan, Constantine. What was he thinking? He he's selling out people he can't even sell out. I really enjoy the Dark Knights of Steel, and the story has way better tell. than any right to be just being a fantasy take on the DC universe, but I've had a good time up until now because I we just have a story here where, while it's fine for like you know what it's doing, it's kind of halts the progression of where we had things that I was interested in, and has a convoluted story about why these characters here, accepting like you know saying that they own these characters over here. Yeah. I don't know these weird. characters why they're over it's like here. Just pushed. It's, it's just, just a lot through, of things right? are being exactly. It's just a lot of characters showing up for no real reason, and the story not doing enough to tell me why they should be here and why it makes sense. And because of this, and but I do like the art a lot. This whole issue. But because of this, I'm giving this a 6.5 out of 10. Hey, I'm a 6.5 as well. And and the thing, it feels like, you know, Tom Taylor wants to have the Titans. the team, you need, And then he's just going to do it in a way that really didn't make sense. Now, we've had two issues of the seven that we didn't re- really like. We didn't like going back and seeing the origins of sexy, you know, Jarrell and getting it on. With. They're like, the we didn't need kid. that, right? They, we didn't need the cuckold issue. And then this one was, again, it didn't really put, it pushed things forward, but it pushed them in a way that was very forced. But that's like the other issues I really like, and I still do like For it. Some I reason, think every that, time I learn about Bruce Wayne in this, I'm not having a good time, it seems yeah, like. Actually, I don't really like the Bruce, but maybe it's Bruce that we don't like. But going forward, we have the Titans now. That's cool, right? You got Batman. Know, Cyborg looks the, like the an asshole. Titans, right? He looks overweight. I'm looking at that deal again. I'm like, you got to get slimming arms. It's the turkey pal. legs. It's medieval times over here. I think it's also like his face, though, too. It just it looks like an old man's face. It doesn't look like a youthful face. Like well, look at Raven right next hidden. there. Yeah. Well, again, too. It's underneath he, a piece of metal. That's that's also a you know he's had it a little rougher than most of the people would have anyway. So and and Mom Pa Kenner 35. So there you go. He's just, he just looks older. But and I, I actually again I like. I like Beast Boy and suddenly, you know, Beast Boy dies and now he's a dog and a, a dragon. I'm starting to like the guy. So with that six five as well. But we'll move on to the next issue. Yeah, this this book is as odd, right? I mean, what is it? <laughs> Monkey Prince number five, written by Gene Wen Yang, with art by Bernard Chang, Marcelo Mayao, and Janice Chiang. So here we are with the Monkey Prince. It's almost over, and we're moving our asses to Amnesty Bay to start a new life with, you know, Marcus and his sur- and his parents. I'm going to say surrogate parents, but his parents in Amnesty Bay, hometown of Aquaman. And what we're going to do for this issue now that we have a new location, because previously we were at Gotham, we had Batman and Robin doing all this stuff, and the idea that we had these Chinese demons taking on hosts and doing 
Chinese demon stuff, and the Marcus is the monkey prince. He's the only one who can stop them. Now we're in a new location, and what we have is the exact same story as we had previously, just in a new location. We're messing with continuity and characters like the Trench that you shouldn't need to mess with because it makes no sense what you're doing, and it's it's not fun anymore. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's the not like, that fun. The, the monkey prince had so much potential, and it was yeah. squandered from day one. I'm telling you, he, the issues leading up to this with the little like anthology one shots that you'd have here and there that are on the DC Universe app, they are perfect. They are fine. They're telling a compelling story that I want to read more of. But now that we actually have the story, this is what we talk about every time in the Monkey Prince. Now that we have the actual series here, the limited series, but And I'm still glad the series, you brought it up, though, because it just, this has been uh, it's just Patreon nonsense. only. Yeah, we haven't really talked about it much, uh, if at all, on the regular podcast. So I'm glad you brought it up because, yeah, the stuff leading in, if you are interested in the Monkey Prince, go on the app if you have that or, you know, seek it out. But you end up having what it was. I think it was like a festival deals. of heroes and some other one. And like, you know, everything the Monkey Prince was in before his actual series was amazing. And we were excited. And so if you haven't heard us talk about the Monkey Prince up until this point, we were really excited for the series. I think more than a lot of other people. A lot of people just, yeah, Monkey Prince, I don't need to read that. And sometimes this is the type of book that maybe we would even say that as well. But as we went on, we liked it. And it's just kind of diminishing returns. You ended up having Batman and Robin too much in that first arc so it took away a bit of the whole deal going on with marcus and shifu pigsy and all that now they go off to amnesty bay and it does feel like you said hey we have to go to another location just to change you know almost like you with your action figures you hate the idea that you get an action figure and then they're like here's the battle damage and they just end up like making a little mark on that i don't want to buy it twice that's bullshit it's that's like do you do you remember the Look, look, you say that, but do you remember the freaking battle damage X-Wing back in the, like, 1980 or whatever it was, where you just put stickers on an X-Wing, and you end up just ruining your fucking X-Wing? Nonsense, yeah, and now you, all you have is a battle damage, but you're like, who the hell wants that? So then, even with that... I don't need a reskin or a repaint of fucking Monkey Prince this far through when we only have a couple issues left. It's like a fighting game. You have Aquaman, next thing they reskin it as Green Arrow. You're like, really? <laughs> it's nothing. <laughs> really? So you say that I'm thinking how that worked out in Injustice One. I think you had that's like the one uh, I always think of Injustice. Like how Jordan is Green Lantern, but then I think you had like skins of like Guy Gardner, John Stewart, if I'm remembering correctly. But it was just it was just how Jordan with the same power set, so it really sucked. It's still not the worst downloaded thing. That was horse armor way back in the day, Eric. But yeah, and horse armor. That was the uh, downloaded pack for like Morrowind back in the day. Oh, really? and it cost a bunch, and all you did was. It gave your horse armor that did nothing in the game. And your horse didn't really matter. Like, I like it cosmetic so shit there sometimes. It was so, so stupid, though. But that, if you look up worst downloadable I made, content. I made sure to get everything I could for my horses in freaking Breath of the Wild. I'm telling you, I ended up playing, you know, Animal Crossing, and I'm buying the stupidest shit in that. But the, if you look up worst downloadable kit, that'll be up there in, in any list. But when you go into this, you do end up having... You know, Amnesty Bay, I said Amnesty Bay a little hateful. I'm not going to go full into it, Eric, of what I thought they were going to yell and stuff like that. But they end up going in there. And even with Marcus, he's like, yep, got to start a new school again. Like I just did. And oh, my God, Superman just flew over. And I don't think that Batman was right, because I think my parents are really good. But why are they hiding from the Superman, (laughs) which seems silly? And then they get to Amnesty Bay. He goes to school. And even in the first arc, at least you set up a couple characters. You have a bully. You get a girl that he's interested in. The this Riz. ends up being where he shows up, and there is just this emo goth girl that just staring him down. Boom! We're writing the story. You're I mean, a new kid, right? You look like you like bananas. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bananas. But ultimately, when you have a goth girl that goes to Marcus and says, "You like bananas," you look like the kind of boy who likes bananas, and then she laughs as she walks up. 
Eventually, she's going to be across the street. Mark is going to try to talk to her, and she's going to turn into a trench. And then, then Monkey Prince is going to fight her to the point where she goes back into the ocean. And then we find out because not only the fact that she's half trench, I mean, she looks like she is a demonic vampire. Yeah, he thinks she's fangs, a vampire. And she's already dressed like a goth. She's already halfway there. But by the end of this issue, when you find out this goth girl who was at Amity Bay High School, she is Shelestria, the half-breed daughter of the King of the Trench. So we have a half-human, half-trench girl who's goth who goes to Amity Bay High who has been waiting for some kind of champion to show up because the Trench King knows if you eat a champion, like the freaking Chinese demons that are trying to eat champions that are being unleashed to people, you become immortal. And I'm like, I don't know how this has to do because on top of all of this, that's a side story because the main story is Marcus's parents, the Dr. Shigu Shens, going to working for Black Mana and Black Mana saying, I want you to unleash the demon that's in this pendant it's here. Everything. And then saying, Same here thing. we go again. Oh my goodness. Now, uh, you say that that girl is half trench. Yes. Uh, I think she's all bitch, Eric, because look what she, she gets that banana and shoves it into his hamburger. I thought she was getting sexy. I don't Why know. Why would you do? No, that's when you shove it into the spaghetti and meatballs. Eric. Now you're getting it sexy. Spaghetti now you're doing that there. Or if you have my problem, spaghetti and three meatballs. And then you end up, oh my Gross. God, look at you. You, you idiot. Go get that check. But yeah, she's laughing too. But even then, it's like, why aren't you being a little more like tricky or subtle? Because he doesn't want. I, I just want to know what the, the king of the trench. When I'm sorry, that's a faux pas to begin with, because the the trench have a queen. We've seen it. There is no king of the trench like this, let alone a half breed daughter well, of the king a of the queen, trench. There, there's always a good king behind her. Eric, but this is, is what just I ridiculous say. to the point where we have Marcus' son. He shows up for his first day of school. This girl's asking if you like bananas. When she he sees her on the street later on, and says, "Take off your shirt." Like, yeah. excuse me, what's that? Take off your shirt. And then she rips his shirt off like, just what I thought. You have a golden circle here. You are the you are a monkey. I'm like, what do you know about the son of the monkey king, let alone being an amnesty bay and knowing there's going to be a golden circle that unleashes his powers that will be around his waist when you tear his shirt this off? This said that this what is happened? a four-part deal. If we stay in amnesty bay for four issues here, I'll be amazed. But why isn't this that she just comes on strong? Like, oh, my. Look at you. You look it's a trench in her. You want to you come and watch Doctor Who with me tonight, oh, baby cakes? <laughs> and then he's like, okay. And then he, she ends up kind of pushing it. And then she gets a little sexy. I'm just saying, here I am in high school wishing this, this goth girl would be all like, you know, take your shirt off. I'm like, well, I'm a little shy. I'm a little flabby. I don't need that. Yeah, exactly. But again, though. You know me, like this would be my dream date. <laughs> I don't know why, but these goth girls, I'm in. She's got a mouthful of teeth just poking out. You can't do that. You're worried about the buck teeth on subject one. Look at this mouth. Hey, why don't you take off your shirt and get cut? Tasty, tasty that monkey. That could be a setup. All of a sudden, you're Carrie. They're, they're setting you up for a pig's blood, like a right. bucket full of pig's blood. Maybe. And I open my mouth. Ah, I'm drinking it all. You end up where then you could play this whole issue out where she says hey how about a date and like oh man you move fast well that's how we do it in the bay and she goes off right and then he ends up calling back to his old high school which i said was gonna happen he yeah. ends up calling that helpline. calling back the old high school calling back the freaking you know the, the student council helpline who the girl that he liked is in charge of but then you have a reason he calls back and says hey listen i just wanted to ask you the girls usually come up to you and ask you to like for a date the first day in school no that's pretty odd well i thought so too but maybe you know some because he's looking for pigs she, he's not around pigsy isn't around and he he goes up to like the janitor hey are you pigsy you know <laughs> mr like, no. Zhao. yeah you know and so 
he's kind of doing things on his own. You have ways to set this up a little better than, hey there, monkey face. And she puts the banana in the, the hamburger. It's my first day. And then you end up where, hey, take your shirt off. Like it's so forced to the deal then to get to, yeah, I'm just half trench. You know how we are. Like, hey, get away from me. Hey, I got trench mouth. That's the joke. She does have trench mouth. <laughs> oh my God. What are you, a vampire? No, she's worse. <laughs> she's half trench, which doesn't even make sense. So, no, no, that's the worst part. I'm telling you, the characterization that, you know, Gene and Yang did in Gotham with Batman and Robin, that felt off. It, it made off. all these things felt like a joke and stuff like that. And we go to Amsterdam, and now you're making the trench feel like a joke. I'm like, we have actually have real continuity and characters that you're just like making a giggle out of with your fucking little bit limited series where the monkey prince while you can have some yuck yucks in there make some jokes about a boy i want some yuck yuck half god son of a freaking chinese god there's some fun to be had there but whose don't parents make are light. secretly henchmen that- exactly but don't make light of the entire the rest of the dc universe to do it you say to make light and they are but even the idea because some people are playing this up this feels like more of an all ages book and things like that but then you start like trench like is, is that something that the kids like nowadays i don't know it's the only thing that people know about freaking aquaman's villains except for black mana and freaking ocean master you could just have just normal monsters or something or tie in something different than the trench i have like what is aquaman both of them aquaman the hell are they doing asleep on the job that you got trench half trench girls in schools going around doing this i don't know if jackson would go to school well i guess this is why amnesty bay's always on edge <laughs> there's just nonsense going on it's since the hot topic came into town they knew it would do it and that's what happens eric but conversation between this girl and her father after the fights concluded though it's like Later, in the depths of the seven seas, you've done well, Shellistria, my half-breed daughter. It is my honor to serve <laughs> you, Father, so oh most vicious king of the trench. If a Chinese monkey god walks among us, then the old Chinese legends must be true. The trench can indeed obtain immortal power, and all we need to do is eat. And I'm like, but I'm telling you, though, we already have a plot where the freaking Chinese demons are trying to achieve the same thing. Don't bring a third party in here, especially when you're going to make it a half-breed daughter of the trench to do it, because it doesn't make any goddamn sense. On top of the Black Manta wanting to unleash a, you know, a demon with which the Shigo Shens. Which doesn't make sense for him. Which is funny, too, because everybody wants to do this. Fucking Penguin, Dr. Savannah, all these people want to freaking just unleash these demons right now to take over the Earth. Do some Seven Hells nonsense. But when you have the Shigo Shens, they're like, look, we've been here and done this. They almost killed us when, back in Gotham with the Penguin. You know what we need to do? We need to unleash this for Black Mana because, you know, we need to get paid and we needed him not to kill us. But we got to do is there's a crab over there, some kind of shellfish. I don't know what the hell they're pointing at in that aquarium. It looks like a hermit crab. Demon into that. It's gonna and be you know harmless. it's not going to go good. Well, it's not going to go good, but it's going to bring a reason for Aquaman to bring in here and control sea life. Or maybe. Yeah. And, and so when you do all this, you have a couple things set up there that I, I need a little more. And you never set up really why they needed money. Well, I understand why everybody needs money. Well, again, they seem to be smart enough that they could get other jobs, but they seem desperate like they owe tons. Like, you have to set that up. Maybe they owe a ton of money. Maybe they want to do something. Maybe, Maybe the they adoption just have a of family, Jim. <laughs> Maybe but they only have one kid and he's old. Maybe the adoption costs a lot of money. They, they do cost a lot of money. You have to have something that they're doing but they just say it's like every time it seems like this one last job and then shit just goes wrong but 
It just is. It's a trope. It's a, a mechanism just to have to go somewhere else to do the same exact thing. Exactly. And I'm tired of it. Yeah. And it's we still have so many Because the best part of this left. thing in my mind is when like, you know, Marcus actually turns into the monkey prince to fight the half-breed daughter of the trench. Because when this happens, it's almost a situation where when he becomes the monkey prince, the monkey prince has a different personality than him where they're freaking like. The charisma actually overwhelms him where he is this He's cool, like Calabunga kind of cool like guy. a turtle, right? And I like it when this takes over because Marcus is scared and stuff like that. The monkey prince, he is charismatic. He has freaking like, he is able to do these things that Marcus isn't. And I like that idea of it, even if it doesn't play out where, you know, he's it's still- like teen warfare. It's he's teen, teen wolf to a degree. And I think that's like my it. favorite part. But yeah. besides for that, we're, we're just doing the, like the remake of what we did for the first fucking bunch of issues. And I don't need that. And then you're still going with that idea. He's afraid of water. If you have fear, you turn back to yourself and like, I'm still waiting just for training. I just want to see some fun. I want to see some fun times going on here. Not half trench goth girl. And half trench goth girl, and the same thing, like you said, with Black Man, it doesn't even feel right with him. Obviously, th- that you can push aside, and whatever, but that's just the same as the Batman and Robin, the trench, like it's just uh, out of time, out of yeah. continuity type deal, hyper time deal. That, but it's not using that to be any fun, it, it's just kind of a downer, especially. After five issues that we have seven more or whatever the hell. What is this? I always, for some reason, think it's, it's a an 12 eight, but they issue. always say no. it's like limited series on there and I never know what it is. I think it's a 12 and I think there's, this is part one of four of an arc and then we'll get to the final arc uh, after that. But it really. Because again, I, I don't know. For some reason, I'm like, this is the final arc, which is the end of the series in my mind because it's eight issues in my mind. I think I was, I think I remember it was 12, but okay. I might be wrong, but it's it's just kind of a downer because we're looking forward to it. But what would you give this? I would end up giving this, even though I like the art throughout, the idea that yeah, they're the retelling good. the same story and doing the same tropes that you've already set up that I got tired of in the first arc. I'm giving this a five out of 10. Yeah, I think I'm going to give it a five as well. And it's just like a watch your profanity. Watch your profanity. You know, five, Eric, it's a new one I'm coming it's up weird. with. It's not a Kiss I My Grit 6. On. Kiss My Grit 6 is catching on. I heard people talking about it down at the five and time. Nobody knows what I'm talking about. Oh, we're going to go to the next one. I hope this one's a Kiss My Grits 6, Eric. I better get that soundbite. Nubia. No, 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 no. Nubia, Queen of the Amazons, number one. That was my remix version. That was like the version. And it does look like you're right that Monkey Prince is 12 issues. Yeah, okay. No, 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 no. Nubia, Queen of the Amazons, number one, written by Stephanie Williams. It is. I end up having to. More money means more speech therapy. Written by Stephanie Williams, art by Aletha Martinez, Mark Morales, John Olivesay, Alex Guillermares, and Becca Carey. A lot of people. On this book, Eric, to tell a story that ends up being a slog. Uh, This is a weird book. I see a bunch of people saying it's fantastic, that it's the greatest thing, that Nubia needs this elevation. Well, we already had elevation for Nubia. This, to me, feels like it's barely Nubia. Well, even the idea, it's like, okay, Nubia had her coronation special. She is now officially queen, even though she was queen before. And you know what she's going to do? She's going to protest the deforestation of the the Amazon rainforest, but she's going to be doing that by traveling with a bunch of Amazons on a floating island that's bad and big doll magic. And before we do that, a walking tour of the Hall of Justice. Nubia. When you get this, you end up when we had Nubia, you know, we ended up having trial of Amazons. We had the coronation special. And I I don't mind having maybe the idea that a new queen of Themyscira is huge. So a lot of the world leaders would like, hey, let's go. But it's Nubia, queen of the Amazons. That is her role. I can understand if we're on Themyscira, we're going to be doing like, hey, what's Nubia up to? Because let's see what that queen shit is. 
But having the idea that Nubia being queen and let's have an entire thing about her doing queen like stuff. It's like having a book of Hippolyta. Nobody would want that because it's just fucking boring bullshit. Yeah. And what gets me, though, again, I can see that maybe, you know, oh, my God, there's a new queen of Themyscira. This doesn't happen often. So the rest of the world might want that. Hey, come and visit us. Come and do this. And you end up. But, you know, the president of the United States goes on trips and visits world leaders. That's not fun. That's not interesting. And then when you get this, what I think that uh, Stephanie Williams then says is, okay, now that Nubia is queen, that means all the tribes, they end up being together and all. So I'm just going to throw out Ban Migdal as a deal where we have a floating island. There's Ban Migdal. And then the we're going to go right to the Amazon to do the deforestation. This seems so narrow in what would be the And big in the thing. background, though, the big thing that is our actual thing that we need to worry about, even though we only have four issues for the series is the idea that at the end of the coronation special, which we saw when Nubia came out of the Well of Souls, being the last person to come out of Well of Souls before it closed, there was also half a pendant that came through town. So she is wearing that half of a lion pendant. And when she's shown on TV being like the queen of the Amazons, we see that there is some kind of assassin who is murdering a man who sees this half a pendant and realizes, oh my God, she has this half a pendant. We got to go and find Nubia. On top of that, though, while Nubia is sparring with Hawk Girl. In the Hall of Justice, for no her, reason, just to her do staff it. now is able to shoot fucking lion imprints on the wall that are somehow connected to her pendant. Things are just thrown aren't. in here. And and I just kept thinking of other things like, okay, you're going around on this floating island, Ben Amigdal, but you already had a, an embassy that was like the love boat yeah. that you could probably... Also, you had portals going in, but then when you go, why don't you end up as Nubia, who... They keep, you know, we know she was at Doom's doorway. She was there. She wasn't really out and about or whatever. If you're going to use this book for whatever, first off, make it more about Nubia. But also, if you're going to do it this way, why isn't you just have, well, I want to go and visit Van Amigdal, see what they're about. So you can, you know, develop that a little more and show us more of your version of that. And then you go to the Escocita tribe, which we know nothing about. Not, I'm going to go there where they're protesting to you. No, go to the Escocita tribe to visit the queen that never came. The queen who was too ill to freaking come to Themyscira and partake in any of the trial of the Amazon. I'm fine with her going to see this queen. And then the rest of this is something about that queen being sick and trying to figure this out and doing something. That might be a little more interesting. Get up and going. Don't give me Banna Migdal Island. No, get some of the Banna Migdalians and get some of the Escocita tribes. And go and do something more than just go, oh, these people, looks like five people are protesting well, with the these thing signs. Is now, on top of everything, the big linchpin of this series right now seems to be, I forget which Amazon it was that was talking to uh, Newbie in the last Coronation Special issue, but the idea, like, when you came out, this pendant, uh, this amulet also came out. And I didn't tell you about it because reasons, but here you go. Now you can have the, pe- the fucking amulet that came out with you when you originally came out, you know, hundreds of years ago on the Themyscira. And now that little detail is now the mainstay, the focus of what the series is going for, because what the mystery behind how this amulet came through the well of souls with Nubia, because that's never happened before. And I'm like, do was I it care Baya, enough? Maybe, maybe it was and- Baya, but I'm sitting there like, do I care enough about an amulet and what it means with the well of souls? When you tied it into Doom's doorway before, but never did anything within your no, not that's your the problem. freaking trial of the Amazons Nubia, like you know, limited series into that freaking little mini event that we had. But you had tied Doom's doorway into like you know into the idea of like the Well of Souls being activated again, and what does that mean? We haven't dealt with that yet. 
where it doesn't look like we're dealing with that yet. Why are we moving on with a new idea of an amulet coming through and some possibly Amazonian Amazonian looking assassins that are another that remind me just of the assassins that were going after Yara. Like you always have these like because it almost looks like another offshoot, but they almost yeah. look like just Amazon like you know assassins that we have here that are now going to go after Nubia because of an amulet. That I'm like, you didn't do anything to tie any of your previous stories together. Why do I care about half an amulet and what it means to these assassins? And it's and weird issues. because. I'm starting to think that maybe what we end up getting, because what we were going to have with the Yankee people before, that they were the first ones on them. I think they might have switched that to these people, that they're going to say we were the first. Because there is mention through this of indigenous people and trying to help them. And I think there's going to be like a how dare you type of deal where you end up doing i don't know tune just had that submarine to himself i'm telling you that's why they just got that's why they got all tuned out i think these are just like that just disappeared they really threw that yeah that didn't really happen we got rid of that quick i think that they might have commandeered that to these people which will be different but when you end up there yeah you do have you know some of the escasita tribe you do have some but but they're played off as okay this person's gonna talk to Batman. This person's going oh, yeah, to come to the Even Flash, when we, we have the embassy show up with the three tribes and stuff like that, when you have the Escaz- somebody from the Escazita tribe is talking to Batman and the whole of Justice Seriously. computers and stuff like that and logging into your MySpace accounts. I must yeah, say MySpace. You think that that would bullshit. be like Batman would be fine with that? That uh, Hey, what are you doing there? Oh, I'm, I'm going in my social medias here. Just make sure you log out. Do you have any gum in any of those mini purses around yeah. you? It's a utility belt. Yeah, I, I don't get it. What and then you, you have what I think it was Maya because of, that's why I said the trinkets because she, oh, hey, Black Adam, what's up? I want to be here in the gift shop to look at the trinkets. You are a wise woman, I can tell. <laughs> that's, that's all this is. Look, I like Nubia, but every time we have these writers actually come in and do stuff with Nubia, I'm liking her less and less because she was a cool character. But for some reason, your intent, DC's intent right now is to overexpose her and ruin her because the way they're exposing her is in a terrible way. Well, Eric, you're, you're stopping short here. It's not Nubia. It's all the Amazons. These writers are some of the but worst. But they keep putting Nubia as the freaking headline of it, making her the but brunt of it. But they don't seem to know what to do with her. Except for have people say that she's great, but then she's just wandering around. This book is Nubia, Queen of the Amazons, number one. She does not show up until page 10. You have a bunch of people walking around, yipping and yapping, Eric. And the problem is, and you said it already, but to, in my way of saying, they think that they have set this book up well with the trial of the Amazons, with the court. They have set up shit on shit. They have done nothing to set anything up. And then you just jump in. So when you do this, names just being thrown at you still at this point, they're just names. You can barely remember. The writers continuing to say that, you know, Hawkgirl is Thanagarian for some reason. And, and again, never that's stop just how they're going. It's, yeah, and it always bothers me as well. Scott Snyder did this. And I ended up when that happened, I'm like, please say something. Oh, no, there you go. <laughs> I, uh, but even like weird things like, and it could be an art thing, but I'm telling you, I sent you a picture where you end up then where. Dinah and Oliver, they're eating the hamburgers. They're there. And Oliver is sitting two inches from the ketchup. And this asshole says, can you pass the ketchup? But you lazy the idea where I want it to be something where he just wants to be polite and doesn't want to reach over anybody. But for where the ketchup is, he is the closest one to it. He is not reaching over anybody. Please pass the ketchup. The like, table what is, is not you? big enough for anywhere for that to be that he and like you said, he, but no, it's right there. This right asshole, in front of you, not in front of anybody else. I love the idea where he says, and I don't, what's going on? Because I think she's using powers Panamid to maybe magic. push the Panamid all magic, 
to push the ketchup. Force push the ketchup. It didn't go anywhere. It, it didn't, didn't go, go anywhere. anywhere. The table's not big <laughs> enough for it to go anywhere. And he's being nice. Thank you with that man. Who's the biggest asshole? God Him who it. could just reach it. Or her who's like, okay, and it says skid. <laughs> the sound effect is skid, but it doesn't go anywhere. If it skidded anywhere, it would have been on her plate to begin with. It makes no sense. The idea that they think that it's either funny for this Escocita. It's the funniest say, thing in this. But it's not supposed it the best part of the book. He's like, can you pass the ketchup? And the ketchup is two inches from him. You rich asshole. Also in this even pushes like the idea that they're running out of money. I mean, I'm telling you, the whole idea. Well, what am I supposed to believe now when we had previously, because of the dark crisis coming, Basil Carlo going back to his his freaking, you know, evil ways to go and steal a mother box that's on display. But then it's like Wally's talking about, oh yeah, Batman disarms everything in our trophy room, which it's so weird too, because even the idea like, you know, we have people come in, but like, this is how we have, this is how we have like pay for everything. But I'm like, it's free admission. What are you talking about, Wally? Is everything just coming out of the freaking gift shop? Not yet. Well, that's the thing is, that's kind of pushed too of the hey we pay for things with the kit but no oliver funds all this i mean, oliver hears this like you asshole like this is why i make people pass me the ketchup that's right there because i pay for this shit that ketchup is mine you pass the ketchup but yeah they're just going around but it's like that weird play it's supposed to be funny but it isn't it's supposed to be almost like i don't know like did they think that you need the justly to accept the amazon yeah and they're dead anyway but even then like then you have Nubia finally show up. And then she says, oh, man, Diana, I know how it is here. This is like your second home, but I feel weird here. All right, what's going on? What's happening here? What story are you telling? Because there's nothing. And then you just throw in these assassins on the side to try to get some intrigue. And yeah, I want to know who they are, mainly because I think it's going to be a bunch of bullshit. Well, and mainly I, I just because wanna... it's the only part of the story that's interesting here. But like, I am I am concerned though, because Nikki Gabagool, I think he wants me to say that I'm not about the way Wonder Woman looks here, but she looks nowhere as nowhere near as bad as she did in Wonder Woman Evolution. So I am, I'm actually about the way that Wonder Woman now, lo- lo- looks I'm here. I'm telling you, where he's talking about it's when she says, why is that? She is looking bad. I, I mean, I think that she better watch out a house is going to fall on her there, and her, her shoes are going to come off. It's so ridiculous there, but I can't get over the fact that Batman is letting somebody in the Justice League computer just to go on social media and laughs it all. Oh, you know oh, what? I did sure get to that point, off. though. Why is that? That is pretty Stallone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I was looking at a different page completely. No, no. I went to look where he said it. It's pretty bad, that one, right? But even <laughs> with that, it looks like she's got black lipstick. I mean, that. she's certainly coming from the West. But yeah, just what's going on here? Batman with gum. Flash saying, oh, you know, we let people in here, but we got to make some money. Hey, what are those? Those are the golden guns. Yep, that's what they are. They're disarmed. You see, in the background, I see see Deathstroke's mask there for some. Then I love, too, where they go to this little apartment, uh, Diana and Nubia, and you see that the floating island from Ben Amigdal is double parked outside. And if you even look at it, it looks like there's a farmhouse. (laughs) It's so ridiculous. Uh, But yeah, then you have to have that deal. Hey, Nubia, you're pretty cool, right? You want to go spar? All right. And why are we taking up that much page face for this? Just so then, and Kendra wants to join in. That's you know, fine with me. Because of the me. close friendship that we knew that Queen Apollo and freaking Hawkgirl had. Oh, wait, we never got to see that. Oh, they were tight. You, you never saw that? They were tight. Um, actually, I think once Apollo said, hey, can you check in Thanagar stuff? I mean, which made no sense anyway. But 
Yeah, and even in this, all of a sudden, Nubia, she, you know, ups the ante and puts a big giant. Oh, my God. You ruined our danger room by graffitiing it up. <laughs> like, oh, my God. And I don't even know how that cost- works because it seems like that should be a power that's coming out of the amulet, but it shoots out of her staff. And I don't understand because it's like, great Hera. I've never seen that before. I'm like, what do you mean? All we have seen is this freaking alliance symbol since the trial of the Amazon has started, but it's also on this pendant that you have here. But great Hera, I've never seen that before. I hope this doesn't cause too much damage. Too much damage. And then it's like, that's that's some staff you have. It's like, to be honest, I'm still learning what it can do. And I'm like, what does this have to do with the staff and not the fucking lion (laughs) amulet that you're wearing? I want to know what damage. That's like, you know, it's pretty cool graffiti there. She's tagging the place. I don't see anything wrong with it. Uh, you know, I at first it's funny because I thought just looking at it real quick, I thought that she had put a hole through the wall. But I'm like, that ah, she just put a really cool symbol there. Probably sign it. Right. Do all that. But yeah, even with that, then you but get our bad people that are the bad the, guys. Our bad guys going to Brazil to meet up with Nubia and the Amazons because apparently they have limited time. They need the other half of the amulet to complete the power transfer. And the ritual can only be performed when Venus makes its voyage between the Earth and the Sun. This is what we know about our bad guys, because even when they, you know, the Nubia and the Amazons do show up the following day, and our bad people cause a freaking mudslide to come down where Nubia then has to protect everybody who's there protesting deforestation. We get to a point in the art, though, where Nubia seems to push people out of the way, get underneath of a falling tree to the point where light emanates from her, possibly kills all the people around her. I don't know, because then it's a sploosh or a sloosh where a bunch of goo is on one panel covering people and then we see a close-up of her tiara on the ground with a tree crushing her and i have no idea what the final pages of this book are actually trying to depict i don't know sloosh (laughs) i'm like is that her goo that just came out and covered everybody (laughs) it may have been they end up where these bunch of people are out you know outside some government building i guess and they're yelling you know no deforestation or they're out where the deforest no so you end up having the amazon show up and i i swear to god the play here is like all right shit's gonna go down now this is gonna be awesome and newbie is like listen we're gonna talk to your leaders ah shit nothing's gonna happen (laughs) this is what i like oh i thought you're gonna go and like punch people or grab them and stop them from doing this ah you stupid why are they there the idea of all of this, it's just to tie into the Escocita, just like floating Ben and McDowell Island. It doesn't even make sense. It doesn't even tell a story. It ends you. up where the stuff in that Justice League is such filler and so nonsense of nothing. And yet I see people 10 out of 10, 10 out of 10. Really? Don't be scared. I don't even know what happened at the end of this. If it's shitty. People are too afraid. They're running scared to say something is bad. It doesn't mean anything about you except that you have a brain and you can tell what sucks. And if you like it, whatever, <laughs> they can do that. But you know that have to be, oh, I better give this a good score. I better give that a score. No, don't end up doing that because people will trust you and go and buy this nonsense. And then that nonsense continues. And that's why we're going to get some sort of reboot. There's not a reason. Like the idea that people think this is the golden age of DC Comics, then why aren't they selling them? Why are we heading to something that might reboot everything? Because this stuff sucks. And you can't just keep giving things great scores when they're not even good. It just infuriates me looking at some of these things like, did I read something different? Because I didn't even get Nubia for 10 pages into this. We get Sylvester Stallone, Wonder Woman, who barely does anything anyway. And nothing. A walking tour of the Hall of Justice in a world where the Justice League are currently dead. Only to go to deforestation protest, have a speech, and then I have no idea what happened during a lock slide that's somehow tied to half an amulet. And then even then you end up having this assassin who's going after somebody who we have no idea who it is and then just sees randomly on television, the amulet. 
and then kills the guy. Oh, shit. Venus better be in between the sun and the earth when this shit goes down for that, you know, that power transfer. Hey there, Nubia, are you a Pisces? I, I don't know. They're going around What's asking sign? people signs and shit. Oh, my goodness. Next, they're disco dancing. You got that going on. It's All right. the age of Aquarius over here. It is. It's the time. We have the fifth dimension comes out, starts singing their shit. It's going to be awesome. Next Mixel thing, they're going to go. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, the band. We talked about this before. That's who sung that song. They end up where. And I in know. this, you even have that point where I love the idea where, hey, this is it. I, the map at the beginning. It's it. Everybody move your hands around like assholes. <laughs> like what the fuck just happened? And then you have, oh, we got the Kangas. Oh, well, that's great. Oh, my God. A floating island. Let's go. It, it's just it's a I bunch need of bullshit. All this. Like we even said earlier in this issue on a couple book where you have, OK, the concepts there. But, you know, you kind of flub the execution, like even the killing time. Maybe there's some sort of story you like. This, though, I don't even know what they're trying to tell or do. It's just a mess. It's a mess. It doesn't elevate anybody. It ends. No. You can't just have walking tour of you're the making Justice League newbie and then a say, boring. Oh, you shouldn't be able to do that. You're boring. That's what you're saying. It, it is really boring. What would you give this? 3.5 out of 10, because even when the art is good, it doesn't make up for when the art is bad. Like I said, I don't know what happened in the final page, and that is a problem for me. But the story overall is, here's a walking tour of all these new Amazons that you may or may not remember on Themyscira. Now let's go over here and have a walking tour of the Hall of Justice with characters that are dead, and you want to get past this point. Yeah, so you really to don't care, yeah. Where things matter, where they're already dead. And then we're going to go to the Mount of Migdal, not even the tribe, but just go to Brazil and protest things for no reason at all, just because we're doing ambassador bullshit, which, you know what? Ambassador bullshit is boring. It's boring and and that's like people say like hey politics of all this isn't politics this is boring shit and i don't know about you when they're going through and you see you know flash or you see batman and even that's that's wally but you end up where you're going and you see these characters i really only felt weird with oliver and dinah like that really i don't know because you really putting it into my head of how destroyed Oliver gets. I felt weird seeing him there. So oh, dead. those those are the good times when he was an asshole and he should have passed the catch up. But yeah, that one felt like eh, I didn't like that. But here here's well, the I don't thing. like we, Batman with his mini purses around his waist. Here's uh, yes, we have Clone Rad doing the Wonder Woman stuff. That sucks, right? Then all this nonsense leading into the trial of the Amazons. Trial of the Amazons bullshit. We didn't really get anything. Was that Vida Ayala and Stephanie Phillips? There's two things. Ayala, Stephanie Phillips even had Joel Jones jumping in with the stuff and the Clumreds. So you end up having all that nonsense. There's two things. One of the things that I'm interested in, you actually got me interested in. Normally I wouldn't be. It's not my thing. But the first one is the new Amazons that came out of the Well of Souls. So combine that. The new Amazons and what is going on with the Well of Souls. That's one thing I'm interested in. Nothing here. I'm sorry, Stephanie Williams, not Phillips. Yeah, Williams, you're right. You end up where, like, do we need a Nubia book or do we need something to spell out that stuff? Because that's the one thing. The other thing that I'm interested in is Artemis and Artemis doing what we thought was the deal with Hippolyta ended up and then, you know, a sacrifice that was made, a big old secret pact that Hippolyta knew had to happen in order for her to die for something to happen where Artemis would have to take the blame. That's intriguing. Those are the only two things out of all of this that I would be somewhat intrigued. I would have said the Anki people and, you know, Altoom, but he kind of ended up that was nonsense. Or even and he in got this pushing away. something special for the Venomigdal with their magic. Whenever I go to Egypt, I see them assholes with fucking machine guns just doing warrior stuff. But now it's all about spiritual magic shit. I'm like, since when? Yeah. So that I, I want to know more. Like the two things that had been interesting and intriguing, they've completely just pushed aside 
to give us this to go, oh, you have to have this amulet. You're going to go and stop deforestation. But unfortunately, there's going to be these assassins after you. No, no, no. Get to what you actually didn't finish and finish it before you do anything like this. And it's just. It, it's Why did the Well of Souls close with Nubia hundreds of years ago? Why did it freaking open back up again? How is it tied to Doom's doorway? I don't think they're ever going to get back to that, and I don't think they even care. Now, the other thing I want to know is, who the fuck is impersonating themselves and playing themselves off as dead men? Because that was no dead man we knew, Eric. So I think they should look into that. But all in all, like you end up having these books and these events, and then afterwards, they really seem to think they've high-fived each other we did our job. Now we can move on. But you never finished up what was intriguing or anything good in the first place. So this book just feels like like an epilogue to something that never finished and never happened. You just are pushing this as a newbie book. And just to be clear, me and you really, really like way the, more people than I saw really like that future state newbie story. Back up? Yeah. We thought that was great. And that's what we wanted to see. And we thought that maybe somehow all of this would lead to what we Still saw could. there, her ditching. This is only six issues, so I don't think. No, it's four issues. But the thing is, I'm just saying the idea in Future State. When who knows what the timeline was anymore? Because I'm not going to look up a goddamn Future State timeline this year, no, this far I'm removed. Saying, but once once Dark Crisis happens, they're not getting back to any. No, of I'm this just shit saying though, in that story, the way it played out, it doesn't have to be the same way. But she was a queen. She had a falling out with her sisters, and she left that mascara for a man's world as an outcast. I'm like, that could still happen at some point. No. Where? Because here's the thing, too, just as an aside, if you're a Nubia fan, you're mad at us. Oh, man, this I don't get my Nubia book, whatever. You're going to find out like Eric Shea does with the old Hawkman or the Firestorm. You got to sell these books when they come out or they will disappear. And yeah, and this is not going to sell. You ended up having that lead up that Nubia book and all that stuff going. Nubia in the Amazons, Trial of the Amazons, Co- Coronation Special, and Nubia Queen of the Amazons. The Nubia, I think the Nubia Coronation Special just came in at like like 98th overall. That's terrible for a big issue, number one. The Nubia in the Amazons book that we ended up having, that didn't even crack the 200s, so that means it's probably somewhere in the 10,000s Which sucks, because that issue number six of that six-issue series was a part of the trial of the Amazons, which felt like it should have been a big yeah, deal. Yeah, it was weird. So, with all that, how many times and how many books are they going to go with it? And it's not the character. It's, you're not telling any bit of story. You're not telling anything intriguing. Nobody's going to buy this, and then you end up where they're going to blame well, the, that's character, the thing is, the character's the badass, but they're going out of the way to make her suck. Yeah, that's the, not, actually... Make her boring. You said it's boring. And I just don't get it. I don't get it. It's very odd. But all that. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's it, Eric. What is your book of the week? Did I say my score? Did I, I say like it's like score. a three somewhere around there, what you said. But uh, what would you uh, what is your book of the week? My book of the week is Flashpoint Beyond number two. That is mine as well. But I do want to point out me and you are really into the dark crisis. I see a lot of people and it kind of made me sad a little because me and you had so much fun talking about it on the Thank God It's Friday. And we're, we're kind of going in a different angle of liking it and how we do like it. But it's the big thing. And I keep hearing Double A Ron he even said, I'm just going to wait. And that's what I keep hearing. And it's kind of a shame because I love when we have a big event like this, when we're all involved and we all get excited and have it. But I do think that a lot of people aren't trusting DC right now. So they are going to sit and wait, and it's a shame. But DC kind of did that to themselves, but we're enjoying it. So if you're even not going to read it all, you can listen to us talk about it because we were having a ball just making (laughs) things up in our head and laughing and stuff like that. But yeah, Flashpoint Beyond, 
is my book of the week as well. Now I'm going to go through the books that we have next week. Not a ton, but we have a couple interesting things. Well, that might be. We got to see how we're doing this and how we're going. Okay. Did we talk about now? I don't think we talked about the last issue of Naomi. And sure? for some I'm reason, sure I thought we that we skipped it, but uh, I'd have to check. But maybe if we did talk about it, we'll talk about it again. We're at number four. I do not remember talking about number three, but okay. maybe that's me. But we'll see. We'll maybe see. we but, didn't because I think I wanted to, but it was that cyborg issue. Yeah, I think that we, yeah, I don't really remember because I didn't read issue number three. I don't think that's why I kind of thought, yeah, I don't know. But maybe we'll, we'll, I'll catch up on what we'll do it. But, other than that, we have Batgirls number seven. Batgirls, people like me, we kind of like that last issue a little more. You're thinning the herd a little. You're sucks. going forward. I know. We're going to see. That's another book. That it needs a new creative team. The Batgirls book should be amazing. It sucks. But I blame the writers involved and even the arcs. I'm not a fan of that either. Yeah, I don't. I If they if this fails, that book cancels. I don't think they're going to get other people on it. Uh, you end up with Batman Urban Legends. Number 16, that's another one that's a Batman book like this, and it's dipped past the 100 deal. That's not that. great. I, I'll tell you what we're dealing with. We got, just get this there. We have the ending of Batman and Zatanna. Right? Oh, my God. We got that. God. We got the ending of Ace the Bat Hound and the Super Pets. We got that. And I'm looking, at the, I'm looking at the credits now. We saw that now. Birds of Prey. I thought, I swear to God that that was actually called Super Pets. Now it's just called Ace the Bat Hound. It's very odd. We have the ending of Birds of Prey, part three of three. And what then was one shot we had last we had, issue. Well, last issue was a Plastic Man one shot. Oh, right. I do that wasn't believe bad. this month we get a uh, one shot Batman and Alfred Pennyworth. And Some Things Remain by Josh Trujillo doing the writing of Rosie Campy on art. So, God, I want we'll to see how that end. is. We'll see how that is. Now, I, I just want to ask you if this would be a cool deal. And this is just me. I don't, they're going to have the solicits for September coming up. Since the Batman Inc. book is going to come out in October, I really would love if they ended up having a, just one shot of the main Batman incorporated characters like El Gaucho like and Ghost stuff. Ghostmaker and Clown Hunter? No, they, we've already had that. I'm saying <laughs> to get, the main ones. so that people will know the little motivations and how they became and whatnot, oh, okay. that you would have that in September. You'd well, have maybe we get stories. Knight and have the idea that she takes well, that on a new cool. squire like we had in Batman the Detective, which was just a future something story. Like that. that would be yeah. awesome. I don't know they're doing this, but no, no, that be would cool. be a really well laid out deal in september because then also because of the you know timing between Even that Man of Bats, and you know sidekick raven red yeah that would be great that's who i was really thinking because we don't really know him and so you have that also gets people inspired to then go off and, and the next month you have batman Inc. i don't know how they're playing it or whatnot i i don't know how long this batman urban legends can last it's just Too getting worse long. and worse right the rent's too damn high eric is what they say and I it's was kind of done with the series anymore. when we had that weird, it was like a pseudo Batman Beyond issue. I enjoyed that issue, but everything after that is just like downhill for me. I uh, I didn't even like that, but me and you kind of hung on to it a little longer than most. Most people after those first six issues when Chip Zdarsky, the Red Hood deal, and then in the lesser deal, the Grifter story by Matthew yeah. Rosenberg, then they were out. Like we really did like it then, but it's just kind of become nothing. I just, it's time to end that. But they also end up having 
I am Batman number 10. Don't forget DC Pride Tim Drake special. I, th- I thought that that was just a, a re-edition uh, oh, of it? the original oh, deal. I was really I hoping that was a continuation. Yeah, no, I think that that was, I'll, I'll have to check, but if I remember, that might no, no, have been right. something. No, you're right. The thing is, it's completely right. For some reason, I thought this was a thing that I was looking forward to, the continuation of that, because but looking at it on DC site, the breakout story from Batman Urban Legend collected in one volume. It's like, because, fuck. again, now they, right there tells you that they know that people aren't going to want to buy that overpriced Batman Urban Legends. That I, they just have to throw that new, out. I just wanted a new Tim Drake story. When I saw it, I got so excited. But no, well, we've that's why me it. and you were talking. When, when you said that many books, I thought something's off. Yeah, but, I was wrong. Yeah, so we'll I, I had that on there. Naomi, if you want to talk about it, people want to, I will. I'll catch up and I'll, I'll, we'll do that. I think that we just ended up skipping that last issue just because it's Naomi and not many people talking about it now that probably the series time. failed. And whatnot. And I think we had a bunch of books as well, yeah. but we also had more than a plethora. Yeah, more than a plethora. Uh, Superman, Son of Kal-El, number, number 12. 12. We'll see how that's going. You you remain pretty positive. Oh, that's because I'm waiting for Jay Nakamura's heel turn at any I moment. Know. A lot of people are getting really, really irritated with that book. And I know that I've been saying all along, Tom Is Taylor, it because the rise hasn't happened yet? Yeah, well, that's the, the deal. The funny thing, though, is I see the same people who say that, oh, the Superman son of Kello, there's no progression, no progression. But man, that Nightwing, I love it. I'm like, what? They're, they're both the same. We need more <laughs> they story are both going the same. on. Yeah, yeah, they are. Uh, Jurassic League number two. I guess we didn't like that fun the first issue. We I really thrilled. don't want it, anything to do with this series anymore. I'm telling you, people might say it's fun at six issues, but that first issue was so disappointing in how unimaginative it was. Give me your pinky swear here. I'm putting my finger up against the monitor. If this issue is like the other one, uh, here we go. Uh, there you go. Oh, man, Eric. Yeah, I told you my pinky. I don't know uh, what You happened. end up with Jurassic League 2. If it's not as good, if it's kind of, then we'll just stop. Because who wants to hear us piss on something that they like or whatnot? I mean, isn't that the whole podcast? But I'm telling you, fucking the goddamn... The Batman character lives in Grautham, I believe it was. I'm like, there's nothing really creative about it. It's just fucking dinosaur bullshit, but not even fun dinosaur bullshit. Don't you think it's fun dinosaur bullshit? I don't. Uh, is it? Is you just? Is it just a living? Is that what it is? I'm the Joker Raptor, Jim. trying to find my my soundbite for that, Eric. I don't know where I put it. Yeah, I know. It. it it wasn't clever, or uh, remember, we did have fun trying to come up with dinosaur names, and I was the worst. <laughs> I couldn't come up with shit, but eh, we had fun. With it. <laughs> what no, the hell that did was... you say with Amanda Waller? I'm telling you, <laughs> I don't remember. It was like I don't know, Brana's Waller. I, I don't. There's a reason I thought it was something so stupid as Amanda Stevens. Remember, I had to put it in the Slack and spell Amanda it out Stiles? because I was I was trying. No, it was something with Waller. It was like some weird weird player. I I thought I was onto something. I, sometimes I think that I'm smarter than I really am. That's about all the time. But honestly, I guess. if we don't talk about that Jurassic League ever again, I'm still okay. Well, we'll see how this one is. We'll see if it's if it's really bad, then we're out, right? I Can would we rather do that? talk about Naomi until the fucking cows come home besides <laughs> for some bullshit dinosaur story that doesn't even have the fucking fun to be creative with what they're telling. Okay. Well, if, if we do if we do this one and we don't like it, we'll be done. Yeah, right? I got you. Finally, go. It's a living. I just wanted to do it, Eric. That's all I need it. Padoom. Why, don't, <laughs> also why have... do people like the story so much, though? Like, it's the greatest goddamn thing. Like, and they can't wait till that DC mecha comes out, which I, again, think is just going to be end up being bullshit. Just it's be a like, living. 
Here, here's freaking, you know, just our DC heroes as mechas. Here's our DC the heroes Wolf as Man. dinosaurs. If you're going to do it, have fun with it. Like, you know, at least we have DC versus vampires. It's DC versus vampires. We're having fun with it. It seems like even at least that, they I want, I want Dark one Knights of those of regular steel, issues. Same thing. I, yeah. I, here's the Jim Zub did the, you know, Avengers tech on, Avengers tech on, tech on. They, this is, that's all it's going to be. It was nonsense. At least he's not doing this, but. Yeah, I don't know. Jurassic League, it's a fun idea. That issue was boring as shit. I was looking forward to it because it was a fun idea. I just want to keep playing that, Eric. We also have Wonder Woman 788. And then some other things, if you're involved, some things that we don't do. You have Young Justice Targets coming out. Uh, that is interesting to people who watch it's the cartoon. It's weird, too, because on the DC actual site, they have Young Justice Targets number one, and next to that, Young Justice Targets Director's Cut number one. Yeah. And, but yeah, that's the deal, I guess. Is it Greg Wiseman, the guy who created, yeah. or at least writes the Young Justice? This is the continuation of the last season that just ended, so you'll be able to do that. Pretty good timing, too, actually, so that's pretty cool. So I think that people will enjoy that. It's nothing that I would really know what's going on, so we also have if you're interested, Blood Syndicate Season 1, Number 2, Future State Gotham, which really, if any book, I'm shocked that it continues. It's that one, but it, it keeps going. Yeah, it keeps going. So all that. Maybe and they're then, just saving so much money not having a colorist that it's like, you know, it would like actually cost money not to print it. <laughs> That'd be funny. Yeah, they're like, man, we're losing money if we don't print this. Uh, Salmon Universe Nightmare Country, Number 3, as well. So if you're into any of those. You watch that trailer for the new Sandman coming out? No, I, I did Looks not. Good. Look good. Look yeah. good, does it? I, I'm interested. I'm going to go uh, after this. And I do want to watch that Adam Sandler movie that you said where he's the uh, hustle. Yeah, hustle that you end up because it's the Sixers and they yeah, have a bunch of cool. basketball players. So I like that. I ended up, I was going to watch it last night. Out of the blue, I got a, a little sidetracked there and ended up watching a documentary on the 86 Mets. Ended up watching that, which was pretty cool. Watching that, I didn't it's not, know that it's, every, the Mets. it's not cool. I didn't know though. And that's when I, you know, everybody loved that '86 Mets. But I, I was shocked that people on the team did not like Gary Carter. I thought that he was beloved by all, but that shocked me. But all and if of you want that, to learn more about the Mets, I'm sure the '86 Mets. My uh, my cousin's husband has written books about the Mets. Yeah, I, I thought Springer. of it the whole time. John, it's John Springer. Yeah. Oh, listen to that, John Springer, giving him a shout out. I was thinking of him the whole time. I actually was going to ask you what his name was to see if maybe he was a consultant or something on that. It's a 30 for 30 uh, deal, but it's a four part uh, documentary deal. And it's pretty good. You see the Dwight Goodens. He was on the cocaines. He his was book is called Mets by the numbers. OK, that's cool. That is cool. So, yeah, all of that and a bucket of water. But yeah, with all that going on, you can go over to our John and I have nothing to talk about. He loves the Mets and yeah, I do he not. loves the Mets and you do not. That's not what is your other relative who gives you crap because you got something wrong with the Star Wars? Well, who was that guy? Oh, no, that was uh, like Jess's brother in law yeah. who like I said one thing about Rogue One or something. Like that, and I got it screwed up with the Boffins. And he's like, well, actually, I'm like, fuck, I know exactly what he's going to say as soon as I said it. I'm like, God damn it. Then you punched him in the face. He died that day. Aaron. Uh, and so you, can go, you can go to Twitter, uh, Weird Science DC, follow us, we'll follow you back. Go to our website, weirdsciencedccomics.com. And then two of those books that we mentioned will be on our weekly DC Comics Patreon-only spotlight pick by the badasses of the Get Fresh crew. Uh -huh. <laughs> and you can go over to the Patreon. You don't have to go over and get the highest levels of the badass. But you should. But you should. But you can also get any level and listen to all our shows. We have a ton of shows couple new shows being debuted next week, Eric. Wink, wink. Maybe. We'll see. 
We'll see. I have some ideas. You know, I end yeah. up having a bunch of ideas. One, well, I can actually tell you, one is definite because I'm doing it with Simon. Me and Simon are going to do a Hellboy podcast because he is a big Hellboy fan. So we got to start that. Me and Brandon do a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles deal. Me and my man Mark Jager do a Walking Dead. We have all that manga, indie, all that stuff all rolled up in the one air. But yeah, go to patreon.com slash weird science and you can check out all of that, including early access to the main show and really the spotlight that comes out Thursday night. Big deal. So with all that, though, that's that. We had a fun old time, Eric, yelling, skewering and doing all of our things here. Skew. Break Skew. dancing. There's no R. Yeah, you know, illegal head spins. I don't have cancer, but I got a third ball. Like, that's better, though. I got a baby you disease there. Problems, yeah. I got a baby disease. I don't care about that. Right? That's cool. I don't know if it's okay, cool, I'm going to get so better. much use out of you having toddler yeah, balls. I know. I have toddler balls. I do. I end up- But even babies are able to overcome this. I know that babies, it just goes away. It ain't going away from me. I ain't no baby. I'm a baby grown dick man, Eric. I'm a man. I got three balls. That's my new uh, soundbite. But with all of that, what do we say at the end of the podcast, Eric? Everybody, have a great week. week. Keep it weird. weird. We'll see you in seven. See you in seven. Go read comics. You are all weirdos. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution.